welcome everybody to episode 38 of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday evening around 8 p.m. Eastern, or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is you get the show. We, we appreciate however you choose to support us, including a subscription on the Twitch our Twitch channel using that free sub that comes with Prime Gaming. But if you don't have any loonies to toss our way, that's no big deal. We'll be here, no matter what, to fill your ear holes with all the gaming goodness. I'm your host for the evening, Mr. Mitch George, joined as always by the phenomenal Nathan McInerney. Yo! Our tech whiz kid, Alexander Cozy Cozina. Uh, the documentarian Alex Ballant. When we all, or when everyone can play, we all win. And our thumbnail thespian, AJ Fraser. How's it going, everybody? It's going like this is the first time we've hosted the show together, the five of us, in like a month? It's happening. We're all back. <laughs> I missed you guys. All it's of you. It's been weird. But yeah, I'm yeah. glad we're all back together doing it. The whole girthy gang back together at it again. Yeah. It's not just uh, five of us. We actually have a sixth special surprise guest, and it's this Super Mario Lego surprise pack character that I'm going to open up right now on stream and see what it is. It? Are you uh, going to build it live on stream? Yeah, I'll, build it over the course of the, the it, podcast. It depends on how complex it is. Hold on. Is it like... Oh, I have I, a feeling it's going to be like pieces 15 pieces ground. at most. Shit. Uh, <laughs> what character is it? <laughs> What Hold an amazing on a second. bit of content. The, the, the instructions right the instructions are taped shut, and so I can't see who it is. I mean, I can actually probably make out who you probably it is. Guess. Can you not just Jesus. build it based on what you see? Uh, yeah, I already got one of these. I got the spiny dude. He's like the black fuzzy guy that like rotates around in loops in Super Mario oh, World. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he, he oh, was actually yeah, yeah, yeah. a slightly more complex build than I was expecting. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's this guy. Um, I, I literally cannot. I can't tell. tell. It's a little far. Also, the green screen is screwing everything up because parts of the instructions are green. It's uh, what's his name? That's why I'm looking at the Discord video. Like uh, I usually Spiny, do. Spiny, the guy with the uh red turtle shell. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. The ones that Lakitu throws down? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you enjoy that build, and on the subject of us buying things, uh, the last couple days have been Prime Day on oh, Amazon. Yeah, and did anybody spend way more money than they had expected to over the last couple of days? Oh, 100%. Go for it, uh, Alex. Okay. I, I was in the country, so I didn't spend anything, so I don't have anything. Zero dollars for me. So I bought, I didn't go as hard as I thought I would. There's a, you know, Private Jeebus in the chat. I don't know if he's still there, but uh, he went real, real hard. I wasn't that bad, but I uh, bought myself a soundbar, um, which is very nice. It's a Bose soundbar. I don't know if I can, I can figure out what the, the model is, but, you know, it was, uh, it's a very nice, like, just soundbar that's going to be under my TV. It's going to be better than my TV speakers, so that's cool. I bought a printer because I didn't have one of those before. Uh, I bought. Do you actually need a printer? Uh, it's helpful. It's very handy, especially because my school, before I used to be able to print for free at school, but they closed down the library, so that's a problem. I wonder why. Wait, why yeah. would they close the library? Um, 
because it's a place where people can congregate common gathering space a lot of people touching things repeatedly not a very yeah. good way to sanitize everything oh yeah because yeah. they're books it's, un- it's unfortunate um but then also i bought for my my shoot uh my doc i bought five 64 gig sd cards but i'm gonna get reimbursed on those fortunately but i still bought them and i also bought gears 5 for the xbox one i don't own an xbox one but you did it anyway because you're gonna get that sweet sweet xbox series x and have one game to put in it i will have two games to put in it thank you very much oh that's right you said you're gonna buy cyberpunk for it didn't you Oh, no, that's three. I'm going to buy Assassin's Creed for it as well. Oh, <laughs> right, Assassin's. Yeah, I thought you were doing that on PC for some reason. Never going to die. Get, did you get a new webcam as well? No, that's just the lighting. I'm a film isn't, student after all. Isn't Gears 5 available on PC Game Pass? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That it is. That's did where I'm going to play it. Did I play it on PC Game Pass? Yes. Okay. Next question. Also, why don't you own an Xbox? I thought I figured you did. I, I just guess I just didn't uh, realize you. Did. I just I just never I never really had a reason to own an Xbox One. They never really gave me a real reason. Um, I feel like I want to buy one just to have it, like just because I own every single generation of Xbox. But I can't really justify the purchase. Like I'm gonna wait till it gets like really cheap before I I would buy one just to like have it for like sentimental, just because I am very much in the camp xbox and right. in a lot of senses like i just like them more as a brand than than playstation in a lot of respect mm-hmm. um but yeah like i yeah just i never really had a reason to buy an xbox one but i i just here's the thing gears 5 was 12 dollars on amazon so it's like how could i not buy it just to have it because i am the filthy physical game collector so. i have a question about the printer you bought did you buy inkjet or laser uh inkjet Damn it. So you can get yeah. inkjet, but you need to go with oil-based cartridges. Um, they last significantly longer and don't evaporate. Um, I spent a while as a sales manager at Staples. So um, you get really good, um, actually better um, pages per cartridge out of uh, oil than uh, than some of the laser jets. Um, especially what I will that. say is when I moved out and I needed a printer to do you know the legal documents around buying an apartment and all of that, I went out and bought like a $200 brother laser printer and I am still using the tester toner that came with it because it lasts so damn long and I very rarely print anything. But is it a, like I'm still uh, on the test cartridge. Is it a color or uh, no black and, yeah, white. black and white. That's the black problem with white. any color laser is going to be stupid expensive. Uh, I didn't need it. Yep. So I didn't bother with it. Cozy. Did you lose a Lego piece under your desk? Oh, no, uh, I did actually, uh, by the way, not to worry. I, I, <laughs> You probably heard did, a, a bit of a sound earlier. It was not that bad. I just slightly moved my PC. When, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw Cozy's head just disappear from the call. I'm like, oh, he lost Legos. I do want to do a show and tell when we get a second. We we will, because yeah. I'm going to get there. AJ, did you spend anything this week on Prime Day, or did you abstain? I, did, I, I abstained. I, um, Good for you. I, listen, we are, we are here broadcasting live on Twitch, um, owned by Amazon. But I have my own personal issues with Amazon. I do use them once in a while. That's how I got this microphone earlier in the year. But, you know, I try to avoid Amazon specifically due to their employment practices and stuff. Um, they're uh, one of their distribution centers. They're the most recent one that you may, may hear advertised on the radio a lot more these days um, is uh, actually in uh, the town that I live um and you know a lot of people 
I've I've met in passing in town uh, in the time that it's been there over the last year and a bit. Um, you know, have not had the best things to say about it. So um, just be mindful of where you spend your money and make sure uh, that they're going to be treating their employees well. That's fair. Can I talk yeah. about what I spent now? Sure. After <laughs> that heartfelt <laughs> speech about labor laws and unionization yeah. and keeping everything in level. So before Prime Day, um, Alan Martinez, who was a guest on our show a few weeks ago, Spooner, um, shared with me the fact that Old Navy sells a whole bunch of officially licensed video game shirts. So I bought this PlayStation shirt that is like holographic oh. that I'm wearing right now, which I love. I bought another shirt that is just Spider-Man resting in a tree and underneath it's like, this is this is what you look like after you save the day. And it's just him chilling in a tree. And then a third one that's got uh, NES controllers on it, which is really cool. It's from Old like Navy. this green shirt from Old Navy. Are they still Surprisingly. Available? And they have a, okay, update from Cozy. He got the Lego piece back. As far as I know, Yay. it's still available. I found it. <laughs> he found it. Uh, they also had a pink PlayStation hoodie. And I think that I'm going to buy me and the wife matching PlayStation hoodies because I think that would be nice. I'm also um, thinking about buying it. <laughs> well, I'll be matching. Yeah. Oh, they're like 50 uh, Speaking bucks. of matching, uh, another request from my wife was to buy her and her sister matching. This is my Hallmark Christmas movie watching sweater. So I got those from Amazon. We're not going to show those off on the stream, honey. It's okay. <laughs> Ladies right, and gentlemen, fine. give it here. Give it here. Say hello to Albernathy, the spiny. He's partially Albernathy obscured by the green screen, but. Al Albernathy, that's a... Actually, hold on a second. I, I have control over the green screen, so I can just temporarily yeah. disable it so you can see him better. Yeah, that didn't look great with the video blur on my end with the sweater, but it is what it is. So it's other than that, cozy. I, I went a little crazy on Amazon. Um, I bought the art book for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is so pretty. So good. Um also new bedspreads because we needed those apparently it happens they had a they had a bought a 50 dollar boston pizza gift card on sale for 40 dollars. oh that's a good deal. so we picked that up uh i picked up a cheap set of wired monitors for podcasting so carmen could use the noise canceling ones while i do the podcast i'm getting to it i'm getting to it uh, a cleaning kit for my airpods because they're kind of dirty a new HDMI switch because I need to get something that'll work to allow me to switch between consoles if I'm streaming. Um, and a 1.5 kilogram bag of Hershey's assorted bulk chocolates that was on sale Jesus. for $11. I saw that. That makes me very happy. And it makes Carmen very happy too. And you know what they say, happy wife is full of chocolate. So yeah, that, that's how, that's how the phrase goes. Actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So other than spending too much money this week, a bunch of us have been watching stuff, playing stuff. So, uh, Cozy, you didn't have much to say in that segment. So what have you been up to this week, gaming-wise? I mean, here's the thing. I'm really happy that you found all sorts of cool stuff on Amazon.ca because I have been unable to find something very near and dear to me, and it's my original Wii. Um, oh, no. Like, Ooh, so here's the thing. I've been spending, I've spent like the past day trying to kind of retrace my steps and figure out where my Wii is. The reason why I was looking for it in the first place is at some point in the future, I'm planning on playing Pokemon XD for the first time. And 
I remember that I have this attachment for my Wii that's an HDMI converter that would allow me to basically stream whatever it is that I'm playing on my Wii using my current setup. And so I figured, oh, I'll find my Wii and I'll hook it all up and I'll be able to stream Pokemon XD on Twitch. Um, but as much as I've tried to, I've been unable to find where my Wii is. And I've been retracing my steps between 2012 and 2014, when I was at Cégep uh, in Montreal, I used to take in my Wii to a club that I started at Dawson College, and we used to play uh, like Smash Bros on it all day. And I distinctly remember during that time getting a second Wii because somebody brought in a second Wii to the club and nobody else claimed it, and so I just took it home. But I also have a distinct memory of possibly pawn shopping one of those Wiis and... I don't know, like, again, there are two of them, so if I just got rid of one of them, then theoretically I would still have one of them. But also during that period of time, my parents insisted on doing a massive renovation to our house, and we put, like, a bunch of stuff in storage boxes, some of which we still have not yet opened. So, like, either my Wii is somewhere in my house in a spot that I just deliberately did not look, or it's in a dusty old box that hasn't been opened since 2014, or it's at a pawn shop, or it's just lost to the sands of time and it's you know it's not that big of a deal because i backed up everything that was on my wii to my wii u and also any like gamecube memory card that i used on my wii i still have those i was able to find those so there is no like memory uh loss there but i mean I, I do have a little bit of sentimental value for my original wii because my parents got it for me for my birthday in february of 2017 Sorry, 2007. I was, I was going to say, that's off. a late, late, late to be joining the Wii family if it was 2017. They got it for me in 2007 at a time when, as you know, the Wii was a very, very hot commodity and very difficult to come by. So, you know, here's hoping it will turn up, but I'm not crossing my fingers. I've told my Wii launch story on this show before, right? Yes. Yes, you have. Just how yeah. difficult it was for us to go about getting that, going to multiple stores, getting missing out at, at certain stores. That is sitting in my parents' basement doing nothing but collecting dust. So, Cozy, let's let's talk offline about maybe making a connection there. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure something out there. Yeah, um, for sure. Aside from the Wii stuff, I 102% completed Donkey Kong Country 2. I say 102% completed is, because yeah. that's what it says at the end of the game. The original Donkey Kong Country, you would 101% complete it. And so at Donkey Kong Country 2, they did uh, 102 uh, I, I talked a little bit about this game on a previous episode. Um, I really, really love this game, and me playing through it this uh, past week really kind of cemented my love for it. You know, there are other more classic SNES titles like Super Mario World and A Length of the Past that were more iconic in terms of their design and definitely influenced more games than DKC2 did. But... I think that DKC2 holds up way better from a difficulty standpoint, where, at least for me personally, I found Super Mario World and A Link to the Past to be a little bit overly easy when I go back to them, so much so that when I went back and played A Link to the Past uh, last time, I actually imposed a challenge on myself and attempted to complete the Dark World dungeons all in reverse order. So instead of going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, I went 7, 6, 5, 4, so on and so forth. Uh, but with Donkey Kong Country 2, I really found that the game like, ramped up its difficulty in a way that I thought was fair and proportional and left me sweating at the end, but never in a way that was like 
left me feeling I was cheated on or that whatever hurdle I was trying to come was uh, unfair. So yeah, that, that game really uh, left a great lasting impression on me after being it all over again. Uh, the one thing I'll say is that while I do recommend that anyone check it out if they haven't yet, um, both this game and both its sequel and prequel don't hold up so well graphically they have a very kind of distinct uh, art style where they basically rare took kind of digitized images of donkey kong and various backgrounds and his enemies and whatnot and they converted them into 2d sprites but kind of like mortal kombat yeah exactly like in that vein um but while they do look uh okay um when they're kind of blown up on a like modern pc or what have you they look a little bit off mm -hmm. um what, what's recommended is that you try and play them using a sort of crt filter uh like what you see here in this image it makes things look a lot more rounded and nice but when you're still playing it on a modern monitor it looks a little bit weird um my personal recommendation would be play it on like try and find like maybe an old crt you can play it on or if you're playing it on the switch just like play it in handheld mode with CRT filter turned off because when you play it that way, everything is a lot more scrunched and so it looks way better. So yeah, uh, and I also have been playing a little bit of Fall Guys Season 2, but I think, Nathan, that you probably have more to say about that than I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do we, do we want to get into that now? Anybody else playing that? Let's get right into All it. Right. Let's do it. Fall Guys, how's it? Like, yeah. I played a couple of games of Season 2, but it didn't quite hook me the way Season 1 did, but I'm curious to see what you guys have to think or have to say. Um, So Fall Guys Season 2 is more of the same. They've kept the remix levels. You've got more costumes. Uh, you have a new season pass, which is going to last for 60 days. God help me. Um, that's too long. Um. <laughs> There's seems to be less in the season pass this time because of the way they've introduced titles and profile pictures or not profile pictures, title titles and the bars that your title goes on. Yeah. Name name plates or whatever yeah. they want to call it. Name plates. And those aren't earned through doing things. They're just earned through purchasing them or getting them in the season pass. Like I'd be happy. There's was one that was like Hexa Master or something. I can't remember what it was. But I'm like, wouldn't that be neat if you got that for doing something special and like winning Hexagon so many times, instead of just buying it from the store? That would be good. So, because I mean, the problem I had running into season two is I played maybe five or six games, mm -hmm. and I played a new mode once. Yeah. Um, now, the one thing I did like was that they introduced... So, like, you could play the main show or they had a gauntlet mode, which was available for six days. I think it ended yet today. And it was just the gauntlet levels. So, no team levels. Um, like, it was just the you racing against other people to try and finish the levels, which I appreciated. Um, and they always ended in Fall Mountain. So, um, I, I think they're going to do more things like that, which I appreciate. So, it's kind of like custom, like, playlists... Um, the new levels are really fun. I think they're really well designed. I like the wall guys where you have to move the the platforms to get um, up over the walls. And it's kind of like working w together with people. But at the same time, you need to get ahead of them. So there were several times when I jumped onto a tall one yeah. and let them push me over to the edge. And then I just jumped over. Um, so 
I got an opportunity to play that minigame myself, and what I appreciated about that minigame is I feel like it brought back the feelings of like chaotic fun that Fall Guys had in all of its minigames back when it first launched, where nobody fully knew the nuances of each of its minigames, yeah. and it was kind of a free-for-all. You got a sense that anything could happen and anyone could win or lose. Um, you know, nowadays, a lot of minigames, especially very skill-based ones uh, like Hexagon in Fall Guys, like, it feels way more eSport-like than it did at the beginning, and that can be a little bit frustrating uh, if you're trying to go for crowns. But um, I feel like with minigames like this, they've kind of brought back that fuzzy feel, and I'm very appreciative of that. I just wish there were kind of a little bit more, as we already kind of stated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, talk. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, go. no, I was just going to say, yeah, no, I, I feel like the new stuff's good. I wish there was more of the new stuff. I wish they'd retired some of the old stuff, too. Because um, there's some of the older mini games which had some tweaks design wise, like in terms of how they looked, but they're still there, even if they don't make the most sense. Like the, what's the, Mitch, we were talking when we played before the season one finished. Yeah. Um, the rolling one. What's that one called? Rollout? Uh, I think so. the one the one that has like five segments that are spinning in opposite directions. Yeah, we were talking saying it's too easy and there's no way to lose in it. And I immediately got, you know, griefed and knocked off. So that one can go die in a fire for all I care. I, but like the <laughs> but you just don't lose a lot in it. So it, no. it yeah. just feels like it needs completely retooling. Um, same with the yeah. um, the one where the blocks come at you and you're on the platform and they're coming forward. It's yeah. supposed to be like going through the wall thing and very few people get eliminated on that too. So, yeah. I mean, speaking about old things are old or things needing retooled, Alex, you and I spent a little time in a game called Halo ODST. Yeah, we did. Oh man. Let's it's... talk about it. Cause it's my first time having ever played that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, what have you, what do you think about Halo ODST? Because that's a very interesting addition to the franchise, for sure. You, you want to hear something you're going to hate? I'd love to hear it. I miss Sprint. Yeah, you said that while we were playing, and I chose to ignore it. Thank you, I'm choosing to ignore it right now. Um, I mean, it, it, it's a game that does show its age at times, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, I still want to get back. We got about probably, what? 75% of the way through the yeah. campaign. Yeah. So I do want to get back and finish that. Close. Yeah, um, I would, just to, I'd be more just, than happy to. Just to check it off the list. But no, it's great. It's Halo. Halo is just one of those franchises where Bungie knew what they were doing when it came to first-person shooter mechanics. They still do with yeah. Destiny. And it, it like that pedigree just shows through in this experience for sure. Yeah. I um one of my biggest because i haven't played i haven't played odst in a few years just because of it being kind of trapped on the 360 and it now has with it now having come to master chief collection it does definitely show its age specifically i would say in the character models is and that was the case with halo 3 too because it's in the same engine um yeah the the character models are are a little rough like you can tell it's nathan fillion but it's Nathan Fillion. It looks like a Nathan Fillion uh, toy that got melted a little bit. Yeah. Is how I would describe it. Oh, just a bit. Yeah. Yeah, just a, just a bit. Just a bit. Because he's the only one. Because it's it's basically the Firefly cast in, in that yeah. game. But it's him, he's the Alan only, Tudyk. Um, Adam Baldwin? Adam no. Baldwin's in it, yeah. yeah. No, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, Nolan North go is get in more it. Legos. Is... <laughs> we'll get back to you soon, Cozy. Don't worry. 
All right, that was a uh, yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, like, Alexander um, Kazina, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I guess getting back to what I was saying, um, like it's just it's weird that um, he's the only one who it's his likeness, and then everyone else is just kind of like original characters. Um, thought that that was strange, but obviously Nathan Fillion is the like biggest name out of all of them. But yeah, it's still just a wonderful game. Biggest highlight of the game still is the soundtrack. It's so fucking good. I said that when we were playing and that that soundtrack has no right being as iconic, as cinematic, as sweeping as it is throughout that entire experience. It's it's damn near perfect. I think like I, I still think it's a wonderful game that's that still holds up today. But I think so much of the heavy lifting with specifically the atmosphere and like the emotions behind it, like having replayed it, I did. I do admit that I have a little bit of rose tinted glasses specifically with ODSC, but I think the soundtrack still like holds up very well and does so much of the heavy lifting for that game. Like when, as, um, so- as someone new to it, I agree with you 100% on the soundtrack. When, no rose tinted glasses playing, there. Are you using controller or mouse and keyboard? Controller. Controller. I, I, I physically cannot play Halo with a mouse and keyboard. I tried. I've tried with when, when all I of them. When I booted it up earlier, uh, like a, when, it, when it came out to PC, I started playing with mouse and keyboard, and, you know, it, it felt really good. Yeah. Like, like I, mouse and I, keyboard I, does, but, you know, Halo just has a specific, especially especially the vehicles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I just it just feels wrong playing it on anything other than an Xbox controller. So we had an interesting time this past weekend, actually, Alex, yeah, where we did. you and I, we were playing some games, we were playing some smash. We played a bit of a, a demo that was on steam as part of their fall games showcase. We'll talk about that in a minute. The other weird <laughs> thing that happened is you moved to your couch from where you're sitting right now. And you sounded like Kratos in God of war. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you have some really weird acoustics going on in that apartment, dude. Yeah, it was strange. So well, uh, normally we'll, we'll, when we'll I drop play, the, we'll hold on a second. Drop the, no, yeah, sir. Normally when I play videos, I don't include sound. Do you want me to include sound when I play this video? No, because it. it won't come through for the audio podcast. No, no I'll, 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 I'll edit it in. I'll edit it in. You'll edit it in? Okay. I'll also drop the link in the Twitch chat for anyone who wants to I'll go make, check it out. I'll make a note of that right now. What's their time code? Uh, while you're doing that, Nate in the chat saying, do you ever think we'll see another ODST or Reach style Halo game? I really... See, it's hard It's hard to say because um, with at least what how 343 has been talking about Infinite, Infinite seems like it's going to be... Well, actually, maybe not. They say Infinite's going to be the last mainline Halo game for a while. That they want to support Infinite for a long time. They want it to be Infinite. Like, they want to just kind of do expansions is kind of the way that they've been talking. They want to update it and kind of have, like, new things to it. So, theoretically, there's two ways that we could kind of see it going. There could be expansions like a new story that gets released that maybe doesn't follow the Master Chief and you play as a different character that's still, like, it's, like, you pay however, what, like, 30 bucks or it'll be released on Game Pass and it's just, like, a new, a new like, DLC. Sort of like, you know, uh, Forsaken or Shadowkeep or what Beyond Light is going to be for, for Destiny because it seems like uh, Halo Infinite's going to be more leaning towards uh, games-as-a-service type uh, thing. 
or maybe they might start doing smaller smaller games like i would love to see more spin-off games where you're not playing as master chief okay back to you back to you sounding like kratos you actually own the god of war children's books book story whatever you want to call it yeah b is for boy so you decided you had to read that to the to the class essentially and it was very interesting yes i only got three letters in but it was wonderful (laughs) god of war b is for boy written by andrea robinson And so we are alone now, just the two of us. No, I am not afraid of spending time with you, my son. Are you? We will use this time for lessons, like A is for axe, steadfast and true, and B is for bow, which your mother made for you, and B is for boy, which means you. It's going to be a long trip. C is for come, boy. Control your anger. Close your heart, and do not touch that fallen troll. We know not where it has been. (laughs) Uh, let's move on so we played a bit of a a steam demo for a game called party animals and oh my god we as a as a podcast crew 100 have to stream this game when it releases for the public because oh my god it was it was gang beasts but with polish oh if that makes sense where you play as very adorable animals. Okay, like there, so when, there was a bun, say... there was a bunny skin that looked like the stuffed bunny from Toy Story Four. When you say gang beast but polished, do you mean it felt like more like graphic, Fall Guys? Like graphically? Felt... No, graphically it, it is graphically, it is polished, yeah. but it still controls like a chaotic physicsy mess. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also has yeah. weapons. So there's like an ice gun. And if you get frozen, you literally can't move. And you're like spamming away on buttons to try to break out of the ice. There's there was one level that if you get thrown off the edge, there's poison gas. So there's a chance you can pull yourself back up, but you're probably going to end up dying anyway. Another yeah, one takes there's... place on a bomber jet. Uh, and then the third level was on a sub that will continually kind of like submerge. So either throw people off and try to put them through the engine at the back or climb up faster than everyone else can to avoid getting drowned in the game. It's just, it's so absurd in the best way possible. I can say this without a, I can say this like without a doubt, this, I've had more fun playing this game than Fall Guys than any other multiplayer game that has come out this year. It was so much fun. I was like losing my voice because we were laughing and yelling so hard. When. Carmen came out to yell at you, Mitch, because yes. you were so loud. Last and we played we until like one thirty or 2 o'clock in the morning because we just could not stop. This yeah. game, when it releases, I'm saying this now, this will surpass Among Us and Fall Guys for my multiplayer game experience of the year. Uh, yeah. When does it release? I can fully agree with that. With no they date. said late 2020. There's no specific date on it, but I think after the reception, they, like everyone was streaming it this past weekend on Twitch. Uh, shout wow. out to friends of the show, Batchild. Uh, who I jumped into his stream, uh, FNH Paul. We were streaming it a bit on Saturday. They uh, they they let me join in with them, and it was oh my god! Any opportunity I got this weekend to play this game, I was playing this game. It it's next level. Yeah, Man. it was so much fun. Trends on Twitch move so freaking fast. It like, does. Like it's but this this is too. one that has legs for sure. All right. Yeah. I mean, I hope that it comes to a PlayStation system at some point so we can get some trophies. Yeah. You know. <sighs> Gotta love this trophy. Just yeah. asking. 
some point. So other than that, Alex, anything else on your plate this week? I've been having a little bit of a little bit of a week because uh, obviously last week I unfortunately could not make it because I had meetings. I've been in a lot of meetings. Um, I've been talked down to by a lot of boomers that don't I was understand. Say, you sound like an adult, but uh, they don't. I've been talked down to a lot about boomers who don't understand video games accessibility or that the fact that somebody can be blind but still have vision. That's what? fun. Um, yeah. They just don't get it. They just don't. But either way, it's been it's been a, a very intense journey fighting for my vision, <laughs> in a sense. We, but, we also had a fun conversation. The iPhone announcement happened this week, and the cameras look amazing. And I yes, said to you, what would do. one of your professors do if you wanted to shoot a documentary entirely on an iPhone? And your response was... They would definitely have an aneurysm because they just can't comprehend that, you know, a phone could do the same thing that their $5,000 cameras can. I mean, it's it's basically a $2,000 camera in your pocket, so. Essentially, yeah. I feel like there were news stories back in 2011 about how, like, oh, man, man in Thailand shoots an entire movie on his iPhone Mm -hmm. 4. Like, how is this such a novel concept to these people at this point? They think it's a fad. I, I'm not going to get into. I could. I could talk about this for the next two hours. I could talk about it for the next fucking seven hours. I'm not going to because I probably shouldn't be broadcasting this on a fucking open channel. No, regardless. You not. So what else have you my, been up to this week other than planning I, well, for I your ju- doc? I just want to say my documentary that I've been working on basically since like April. I would say access granted um, is going to camera in three days, and I am so excited. But I am also very nervous about it but i think it's going to be just like it's going to be it's going to be definitely it's going to be a immensely good experience and i'm so excited about it and i can't wait to be able to show stuff from it because this is uh this has been this has been the thing that's been consuming my life this is the reason why i haven't been on the podcast as much as i wanted to be and i can't wait to finally have something to show for it we can't wait to see it. We all know you're going to knock it out of the goddamn park. Ah, <laughs> uh, I hope so. Um, but besides that, I managed to do at least a little... I Because of the Thanksgiving weekend, fortunately, I managed to do a couple of things for myself. And one of those things being played a lot more Hades. I got to the final boss, died. I, I died to Hades. Fucking asshole. Um, it was real hard. <laughs> that game is real hard, but it's still so much fun. I... Not going to go into too much more because, like, I, I have kind of said everything I need to say about it. It is a fucking immaculate experience. It is so much fun. It is so rewarding every single run. It is constantly, I want to do the next one. I want to do the next one. I want to do the next one. Um, but, yeah, essentially, um, yeah, it's probably going to be in my top five of the year. Hades I cannot, fucking, I cannot wait to phenomenal. figure out what our game of the year thing ends up looking like. It's going like to be our such... first one, and we're all going to be really excited to talk about everything it's gonna be like probably 10 hours worth of content it's gonna be ridiculous yeah, it's gonna be I... nine hours of halo on pc and the rest no. of it might be about avengers yeah, and cyberpunk yeah. but uh as well <laughs> i did manage to watch the half of the season for the hunting of bly manor and oh my goodness is that show so good it has the the fourth episode has made me no spoilers but i have already cried multiple times because even though it's a spooky show there's a lot of spooky imagery 
I don't it's like not, spooky. <laughs> it's not as much about the spookiness of it. It's more about the drama of it all and like the character dynamics and the and the, the haunting Rahul coolness. Yes, and well. how I want to marry that man because he's so fucking beautiful. He is he a is, beautiful human being. He is so good in it too. He plays he plays um, a chef that is just like the most wholesome man who doesn't know that he's the hottest person in the room, and I fucking love it. Oh, um, he knows. He knows. Well, his character doesn't, but um, you think that? Yeah, the haunting of, the haunting of Bly Manor is a fucking phenomenal show, and it is so it is so well shot, and there's so much like visual detail in every single scene. It is like immaculate and i can't wait to finish it and the only reason i started watching it is because uh, i'm trying to impress somebody who i'm t- who you know so but yeah it's, it's real good it's <laughs> okay. real good it's real good watch haunting a blind manor we've all been there aj what have you been up to this week you've been quiet um yeah no um well to, to start start off the week i guess um i've been uh, and even the weekend i've been playing some baldur's gate 3 in early access oh nice on stadia right no actually <laughs> i bought it on Steam. really you monster wow oh, crazy Fake you are fan. one stadia apologist and the biggest game I, to come listen, to the platform I, and you go to steam fake fan i, I built this three thousand dollar stadia streaming machine and i bought it on steam you <laughs> monster it's, it's crazy um yeah it's um it's super cool if you like if you like dungeons and dragons it's it's uh it's a lot of that um keep in mind it is still early access so there's um you know i don't i don't believe saves are going to carry over or anything like that they they have said Um, that there will be a wipe before it goes to version 1.0 and that is the only reason why i have not picked really yeah it's yeah you're paying but because they said there's going to be enough changes between now and the general release that is coming sometime next year yeah. I mean, they they only have right now, I think it's six classes, six races. But it's full price, yeah, right? There isn't, it, it is full priced. Also, I have a question just about the logistics yeah. of when we did the show about the Metacritic thing. Will this count? Because it's technically not full release. No, it will not. And we also didn't, it, we didn't it guess delayed. for it, I don't think. I don't think Oh, right. Think we, didn't have we, a rele- we didn't have a release date for it. Yeah, yeah right. if it didn't yeah. have a specific 2020 window release date, we didn't estimate it. So I don't think that was Got there. It. But since it hasn't been publicly, like the general release has not happened yet, which mm-hmm. is technically the same thing for Fortnite until like today, which is weird. Fortnite just came out of beta. It just went to 1.0. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But it, no, it wouldn't be something that comes up in that. I was actually thinking about that list today and kind of wanting to go and start adding numbers into it. But I kind of want to, I said December 31st. So I'm going to do that all on December 31st. Cool. <laughs> Fair what, a fun, what a fun New Year's for you. No, it's a fun New Year's for my wife while I sit at my computer crunching numbers. Cameron will love it. So, like, here's the thing about Baldur's Gate. I was under the impression that Baldur's Gate was just more like, oh, hey, it's, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, but it's on a computer and you're an elf going around, mucking around in the woods. I didn't know that there was so much weird, after-future, science-y, Lovecraftian horror tentacle dudes. That's just D&D. So so the video that you're showing right now... um, is right at the start of the game um and you're dealing with um basically a weird tentacle ship full of mind flayers and uh the ship itself kidnapped you and then it's getting attacked and then you got to try to escape the ship um and you're doing it while um you know uh 
sometimes dice rolls for like intelligence checks and whatnot um you get into battles and there's an initiative roll there's um all that fun stuff um it's it that what they've taken D D fifth edition and turned it into like taken the rule set and made it digital essentially and made it a video game yeah, um, like this is this like is the, the this series. is the developer of um, Divinity. Divinity Original Sin and D- yeah. original, nice. uh, Divinity Original Sin Two, and this is officially licensed from Wizards of the Coast as a D and D game. Yes, absolutely. I guess in my mind, like Baldur's Gate was more like aesthetically similar to something like Dragon Age because, of course, you know the developer shares that lineage yep. there. But like, really, it's it has like it's not entirely but it has a m- massive foot in the pool of something like starcraft mm. am i wrong about that no. i mean um are you talking about the video footage we're like watching design right wise well, well not well not just bit? not just the, the brain dog that we're looking at right here but also like the design of like that odd otherworldly creature that the like medieval man transforms into into that cg trailer that come out came out a little while ago or like the ship itself for example i mean there's a lot of like uh, alternate dimension like mixed realities kind of lore to the DD world itself and i know we've Mm -hmm. talked about doing a DD show for press yyz and i promise you it's going to happen i just need time to prepare for it now that i have this computer time those things need to be perfect Mm -hmm. It yes. won't be. It will be an absolute okay. mess, and I'm so looking forward to it. So you'll kind of realize as you get into more of the D&D side of things, Cozy, that it is pretty weird. And I can't it. wait. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, I'm having um, a good bit of fun with it. Um, it's also very frustrating because you are kind of relying on dice rolls and whatnot. Uh, welcome to D&D. To, yeah, welcome to D&D. Um, like, uh, I, I, uh, yes, yesterday I was playing and I rage quit because I came up on a, uh, a group of goblins and, uh, one of them shot an explosive arrow and took two of my party members from full health all the way down to one health. And I was like, fuck this. Uh, I'm going to try this again later when I'm not yeah. angry. Um, but <laughs> welcome yeah, to no, D and um, D. Yeah. Uh, and one of the, one of the, uh, things I do want to note, um, on the weekend, uh, my girlfriend was over, and she actually helped me build the the uh, character that I made, um, which I didn't provide an image for, so don't worry about it. But you know, um, she she told me that being a human is boring. Um, uh, be something not human. Um, so I went with ha- uh, half elf, and uh, she said wizards are cool because she really likes Harry Potter. So I went with a warlock. Um, That's not quite so a I've wizard, been... but whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, her and I had a, a good time, uh, making the, the characters there. What? Hmm. So, listen, I live a very privileged life in terms of being a cisgender, straight, white male, uh, in North America. Um, and so I, I, I don't really have a lot of experience with not being represented, necessarily. Um, but I don't know if you can tell very well on the video, but specifically the hair on the top of my head is blonde and my beard is more of an auburn red, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I come across games that don't let you independently color your beard. 
if you want to give your character a beard. That is a very specific nitpick. I I I'm not saying I understand what it's like to not be represented, but I experienced that frustration in this. You know, suffice it to say, it is early access still, and they're, they're going to be adding a lot of uh, things like that. But, hey, you know, it, it's... I, I'm I'm having a ton of fun with it uh, at the moment, so it's a lot of fun. it's definitely scratching that RPG slash D and D itch. So I know I've been saying we'll do D and D. We will do it. It will happen. I just don't know when. Okay. I don't believe All you right. anymore. Fine, that's fine. <laughs> God damn it. So just to add a bit of my own two cents here as to what I've been up to yeah. this week, I finished Carrion, which Ooh. damn that game gets hard and frustrating and. Uh, rage quittable Wait, towards when does the it end get hard there there's a few puzzles towards the end of it where for whatever reason i just couldn't get to the right side of the dudes with the shields that would just set me on fire and then it, it was a whole oh. thing maybe you're just honestly, a better at games than i am nathan that's i don't probably know it. honestly uh, I, for me told you that yeah and i also played an adventure game for the switch called embracelet which has light puzzle elements to it, but at its core just tells the story of a young man discovering where his ancestry came from and unraveling a mystery about his grandfather and why he left his homeland and, and all this stuff. And it's dude, this, this game hit home. This might be one of the best games I've played this year. Ooh. It's really, really good. It's a short experience. I played it on the switch. It's available on PC as well. And my God, is this game good? It It's not the, like, first impressions, the game is not, like, it, the game doesn't show you what's so great about it. And I don't want to spoil anything about the story. Because if you like a narrative, this game has a great narrative. But I will also say, how long are you talking? Under 10 hours. Under maybe 10 hours, okay. maybe seven. Is it a point and click? Maybe okay. eight. It's yeah, not like point what, and click on console. It? Sorry, what uh, were you I, saying, Alex? Uh, oh, just what uh, type of game is it? It's it's an adventure game like point with and click? Um, like dialogue choices, like point and click. Yeah, like, like Oxen old school. Free, would you say similar to Oxen Free? I would say yeah. Okay. Uh, okay with cool. light puzzle elements as well. There's a MacGuffin that you end up with pretty early in the game that allows you to interact with the environment in an interesting way. But okay. it's more about the story it tells of this boy. You know, it's it's like a coming. It's a great coming of age story. It allows for non-binary choices in the game as well, which is very Ooh, cool and forward-thinking. Because yeah. uh, there's a young man and woman that you meet on your journey, and there's this weird, like, youthful coming of age thing of like discovering yourself. And this, it's really, really good. I was very okay. surprised because it doesn't look it. It looks very blocky, very plain. But eventually, like the soundtrack kicks in. The soundtrack is amazing. It's very. Like it's soothing. It's almost like it, it. It's soothing in a way that brings you more into the experience as opposed to pushing you out of it. It just, it's, it's worth experiencing. It's not very expensive. So if you've got yeah, on money burning Steam, a hole in your pocket, not on Steam. On it, Switch, it's, it's on uh, Switch. It's eleven ninety nine. Yeah, uh, which is where I played it. Uh, full uh, disclosure: I, the code was provided for review, but I still loved my time with it. Uh, I'm impressed that you enjoyed it so much because just watching a bit of footage of it earlier, the game, like, visually, and I know the old adages don't judge a book by its cover, but visually the game looks very Me Too-ish. No, and like, I, I'm I'm with you there. Like, first impressions-wise, it does not come across. But mm -hmm. there's, there's really interesting things they do with low light in some parts. 
Uh, just the character interactions are really good. It's really well written, even though it was written primarily for non-English. Because it is like a, it is, it does take place in like Norway and the developer is also from there. So it's very, there are points where the translation is not perfect, but it's still really, really good. There is some frustration to some of the segments in terms of puzzle solving. There was one segment I remember specifically where there's a door, but you don't click on the door. You have to click on the door handle to progress. And that was, I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out. So pro tip, if you're going to pick up in bracelet, but I honestly, this is probably one of my games oh, of wow. the year. And I'm very, I was very surprised by that. Wow. It's really good. If you're interested in adventure games or a good story at all, it's worth picking up. Hmm. That's cool. very exciting. Are we ready to move on to the uh, news? Uh, AJ, Nathan, do you guys want to, you got a couple more things or do you want to just uh, move on? Cause we're running two a little seconds. long. I just want to say the boys ended really, really well for season two. Um, and if you haven't watched it yet, uh, catch up on it because The Boys Season 2 is excellent. Um, and then I just want to show off a haul I got from my sister's house as she was cleaning up. Uh, so what we got here first. Ooh. So a PS2. And then... Oh. I don't know how I scored these. Oh, here we go. Oh, Ooh. damn. Dang. Does it have all yes, the discs? Yes, that one does. Final Fantasy X2. Well, it was that PC or PS1? Or PS1, sorry. PS1. Um, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, a collector's edition nice of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Ooh. Um, now this one's Ooh, missing disc minutes. one. So that's, uh, un- that's unfortunate. Yeah. Cause I think, got to find that. I think there's way. some value to that. Um, not that I have a computer that I could play it in right now. Uh, actually, I guess my old computer would work it maybe, um, if I could figure it out. Sorry. So that's just what I wanted to talk about with my haul, but I am done. Cool. Perfect. Uh, if, uh, yeah, go ahead, AJ. Yeah, no, sorry, just really quick. Uh, Smash Brothers got a new character, Minecraft Steve, um, and he is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not necessarily um, too interested in characters where you also have to manage some sort of inventory or alternate menu or whatnot. Um, in the video on the stream right now, I'm player one. Um, but... Um, you know, it, reco- it I, I seem to be getting the the hang of it a little bit. Um, you just uh, the way the way it works is, you know, you constantly gotta keep digging and keeping the bar above your uh, character there um, as full as possible. Um, and you know, you want to fill it with different uh, different materials. Um, when Sakurai in the video was specifically talking about, um, I guess uh, you have to be like over harder ma- materials, and it, like he had to go back and rework. Um, like the old levels to determine, hey, this spot in this level is harder than, you know, the the floor in this is harder than this area of the floor. Um, the the harder the floor, the more likely you are to get a a, a rare pickup, like a, a diamond or something like that, when you're uh playing playing as Minecraft Steve. Um, but uh. Yeah, I'm I'm having fun with it. Uh, I'm having fun playing Smash again. I did not get into it with the last character from Arms. Um, I played it once with her and was not interested. But uh, yeah, I'm appreciating this. Cool. So that's Minecraft. All right, and I can also confirm I played Steve for like five minutes today. It felt like a new Smash character. Yeah. And with that, I think we can move into the news for the week. The first item coming to us via VG247, Stephanie Nunnally, 
in that Mass Effect Legendary Edition has been rated for Korea. It's happening! Rumors of this remastered trilogy have been around since about May, when it was first first leaked by VG247's Jeff Grubb that there was going to be a Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remake, or remaster as well as this. The Need for Speed one has come to pass, so it only adds credence to the rumor that this game is coming out, especially if it's been uh, rated in Korea. So we'll it's see happening. if and when this comes, but it's definitely coming. It's happening. Oh, some, an interesting an interesting point yeah, this please. article makes is N7 Day is right around the corner. Yeah, November 7th. That'd be a fun time for that announcement, but we'll have to no, wait and see if oh, that does happen. I guess also Jennifer Hale, the voice actor for Female Shepherd, made a tweet. Uh, I, I can't remember. If it was, I think it was yesterday saying who wants to hang out on N7 Day. Just saying. It's happening. It's happening. Just, just saying that. Just putting that out there. Now, do what we if... think this is Shadow Drop or it's something they announce and it comes out in like God, January, I hope it's Shadow February? Drop. I hope they're, it's Shadow Drop. You I don't hope, think it but will do you be, expect but I hope it to be? It is. The... No. No. It's going to it's going to come out in February. It's a February probably because my understanding uh when the rumors uh recently was that they're reworking one to make it more fun in in line with 2 and 3 so that people don't get turned off from the first game. Yeah, so, the the rumor is it's a remake of one and a remaster of two and three. So people in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly, I believe that Mass Effect 2 came to the PlayStation 3 in February of 2011, which would be exactly a decade ago if this game were to launch in February of 2021. Mm, that could be cool. Which I, so fun fact, Mass Effect 2 on the PlayStation 3, it was one of the like first games that I played on the console. I got the PlayStation 2 in part because I was like, I want to play Mass Effect 2 when it comes to the console. And it was the first game that I ever platinumed on the console. So I think we brought that up on the episode where we gave the we did right. our best platinum trophies because I brought it up because I wanted to get brownie points and that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyways, I'm looking forward to platinuming it again. It's going to be interesting to play it again after all these yeah. years. Yeah, I, can't, I, I really... I haven't played through those games in a couple of years, uh, and I am really excited to experience that story again. Because I, I have, the Mass Effect I have played an hour and a half of one, and that is the extent of my experience with the franchise. I look forward to jumping on into this as soon as they release it. But with that being said, we can move on to our next story, which is just the reason I wore this PlayStation shirt, in that we got a bunch of new PlayStation updates. Ooh. They're adding stuff. They're taking stuff away. It's confusing. And that's just Sony's uh, modus operandi going into next gen. So Sony has officially detailed update 8.0 for the PlayStation 4, which integrates the party and messages apps, boosts their two-factor authentication options, and brings additional free avatars. The biggest change comes to the PS4's party screen, which will now integrate messages better into the party UI. The same groups will be shared across both systems, meaning that PS4 players will be able to message and join party chat with their friends playing on PS5. Also, an incredibly long-awaited feature has come to this in that you can now mute the entire party's mics with a single click. How that took them eight years to put in, I do not know. (laughs) Or six years at this point, sorry. Can Uh, I... I talk about just quickly you brought it up a little bit of just how bad sony's been marketing the ps5 just very quickly because oh. it's it's very very is apparent. it bad let me get into let me get into the next thing in that 
This update okay. didn't just add stuff, but it took away users' abilities to create and access the events panel, which has not really been used by anybody other than NBA 2K on the PS4. Likewise, PS4 players will no longer be able to create any new private communities under the community tab. So existing communities will remain, but you can't create new ones. So another failed social experiment from Sony on the PS4. Going in the way of PlayStation Home. Like, this is good stuff, though. And the stuff they're removing is bloat that we don't want on the PS5. Is that not correct? No, that's true. It's good that they're yeah. cleaning it up, but it's just like, and it makes sense for them to be doing that leading into the PS5. Uh, another great thing that they added actually with this update is their two-factor authentication service will no longer be limited to only text messages. You'll now be able to use third-party authenticator apps like uh, Google's Authenticator, LastPass, Microsoft, oh, whatever it is you want to do, which is really nice because I hate mm. that that's the only one I have to do text messages for. They added new avatars and simplified the parental controls and unified the PlayStation Remote Play app across PC and mobile. Uh, they are renaming it, and it will also support PS5 Remote Play when the console launches. And this is actually something I've been using a lot recently because my desk situation has my wife working here most of the day, and if I want to quickly jump into a game, I've actually been doing it through Remote Play on my iPad, which works surprisingly oh, wow. well. Yeah, I was surprised over the summer. I played a little bit of Persona 5 Royal with Remote Play, and I was surprised at how well it was working, honestly. And I was doing it from, like, from like being in the same house with the PlayStation, but then also being in a completely different house with the from the PlayStation and it worked really well both times. Like it's not the it's not the defi it's not the ideal way to play any uh, that game or any game really, but when you have no other option, it works really really well and i could only imagine it getting better with the ps5 with just like the like with the power behind the ps5 mm -hmm. remote play and streaming in general is really good for checking in and like doing your dailies or whatnot mm -hmm. um i use i i gave it a, a really good shot when um uh the avengers beta was happening and you know i uh i was at my girlfriend's place and took her ipad and you know you know, she, she, her, and I marathoned before Endgame uh, all of the Marvel movies uh, over the course of a year, and so you know we're kind of high on the uh, the Avengers a little bit, and you know we play, playing the beta of it. You know, we both really enjoyed what we were seeing for the most part. It didn't encourage me to buy the game, but um, yeah, you monster, it, uh, it worked. Honestly, that remote play example I gave, I've been mostly playing Avengers via remote play during the day when I get a break at work. And it, I mean, I'm playing it single player because I don't want to deal with the networking over remote player <laughs> chat or any of that. But to jump in and do my dailies or try to complete a bit more of the challenge card or run a harm room to, to check something off a list, it works surprisingly well with a DualShock over Bluetooth connected to the iPad. So it's not the worst. But what yeah. is, is the fact that people started getting notifications on their PS4 that Sony would be recording or moderating their voice chat, which immediately raised a lot of red flags with people. Uh, Sony has since come out and issued a statement on this. Uh, following the 8.0 update, users are seeing a notification about party safety and that voice chats and parties may be recorded. Voice chat recording for moderation is a feature that will be available on PS5 at launch and will enable users to record their voice chats on PS5 and submit them for moderation review. The pop-up you're seeing on PS4 right now is to let you know that when you participate in a chat, 
with a PS5 user post-launch, they may submit those recordings from their PS5 console to SIE. So it sounds like it's more of a user-controlled feature to, like, if someone does something naughty in voice chat, you could send that off to Big Daddy Sony. But still, communication, messaging, it's important does, here, Sony. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really slippery slope. Like, are the would the PS4 users be notified that the convert? So it's it's just. Sorry, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So it's, like, let's so let's say me or Cozy, for example, are streaming with a group of people, and mm-hmm. one of the people in there drops an expletive that I am not a fan of. Or racist. I could then use that yeah race yeah they're using you know anti-semitic or racial terms or something that is just not cool in general if you wanted to submit that user for review to sony for violating terms of service as a user you will now be able to also submit voice chat logs or audio or whatever ends up being on the ps5 so that means that the conversations are always being recorded I would assume in some way they're being recorded locally and only submitted to SIE when requested by the I figure user. it works like the okay, screen recording. That... You know how it always records like the last 15 minutes? It'll probably be something right. similar okay. to that. Okay. Yeah. So one, one issue that I, I, I found with the PS4 specifically was like if I was, you know, back in the day when I was playing Destiny or whatever with some friends, if we were doing um, a strike or something and I would, wanted to record it or whatever, uh, I'm in a party with with my friends and playing. It was only recording mm-hmm. my end of the audio, yep. right? And so then I'm just having a conversation with myself. That's not a clip I can upload to YouTube. Like, what what am, what am I doing there? Um, and you know, I kind this... I kind of wish they they gave that warning that hey, listen, other user Towards any other user of... may. Uh, record you for their own purposes like right at the start of this generation uh rather than we're gonna rat you out for being a bad person yeah like th- the example that you're giving of like the example that you gave of like oh um you know if someone drops like a slur or something and you can like send that to sony it's like that's like kind of like the best case scenario but i really just like as you were talking there's like all of these red flags going off in my head of like this is really like kind of especially with the fact that like the uh, just the dual sense having the microphone inside of it i just am like Ooh, oh yeah, red flag red flag red flag red flag red flag not like best intentions obviously but i feel like there i feel like there is like this is a really slippery slope of like of people being able to exploit this and i'm just i'm really kind of already uncomfortable with this idea not because i'm worried about yeah this is another reason why we use discord for game chat and not the playstation party system not just because it was broken ass broken but because (laughs) you know privacy is a concern yeah and it appears like that will continue to be the case on the i actually think this is really good from a person with kids um, cause my kids do want to get into voice chat and, um, occasionally they get messages from random strangers that are not appropriate. Um, and when they do start chatting, oh, yeah. um, things like this are going to happen, like where they're like getting racial slurs or they're hearing things they shouldn't be hearing. And if I have the opportunity to report and send that, I'm going to take that opportunity cause they shouldn't be on the PlayStation network to begin with. Um, th- this is that's that that is this completely, is a completely and they have said they're simplifying parental controls moving yeah. into next gen, which I think yeah, is no, they need they need a bit more tweaking because they're not really flexible. Um, but like right. as somebody who's a parent, this is awesome. Like 
um, like at the end of the day, we don't have privacy in anything. We all have assistant digital assistants in our house. Our phones record everything we do. I don't know. Like there's no privacy unless you Alexa, live off the say grid. hello. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, 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 is, like that, that, that ghost that is has gone a long, long time ago. Um, and if it's a situation yeah. where we can make things better and maybe people are more scared to be their racist selves, um, like and drop n words or whatever they're gonna do during the chat or like during uh, live streams or tell them me they're gonna f my mom or whatever the situation is. If it's that easy to send that direct feedback and there's no fight in it, we've got the person on audio doing it. Yeah, hope hopefully Sony has just put the proper protections in place for that audio content if it is stored locally on the system. So, like Alex said, people don't do That's anything my... malicious with that. Yeah content that's like i completely understand what you're saying i'm just kind of a little concerned about it and just like that sense um but like what you're bringing up is completely valid and i didn't even look at it from that perspective so you know so moving on to more playstation news sony has detailed the list of ps4 games that will not be compatible with the ps5 good news everyone there's only shadow complex remastered boo now Hold okay. On a second. Let me let me Are just there... go through the list. Let me go through the list quickly, and then we can get okay. into it. Sure. So the ten games as listed on Sony's FAQ for this, which is where it dropped, which is weird in itself are Afro Samurai <laughs> Two: Revenge of Kuma Volume One, one of the worst games ever made, and it was actually delisted. DWVR, of which the developer has come out saying they are going to update the game to support the PlayStation Five. Hitman Go: Definitive Edition, Joe's Diner, Just Deal with It, Robinson: The Journey, Shadow Complex Remastered. Shadwen, TT, Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge 2, another game that the developer is updating to support PS5, and We Sing. So, a uh, uh, very glaring omission here is PT. If you have PT saved on an external storage device, say, would you be able to boot it up on your PS5 and get it to run? I'm assuming Sony didn't test it, so maybe. Because it's, yeah, because it's not a listed game and it was also a demo. There's a lot of really weird things with, with PT. I mean, they've but also. That would be a very interesting thing to see. I mean, to they, see when they've talked the about moving games hands. to external storage and being able to just plug it yeah. in and go, so. In theory, you should be able to. Oh. Yeah, maybe. So here's my question Are these truly only the 10 games that are not going to be able to play on the PlayStation 5? Because I have some like crazy ass Japanese games uh, lying around like yeah. this one called Panchi Line or this one called Toaru Majutsu no Bacharon um, which yeah. I'm not going to pr- translate or pronounce that one for you guys but like is it because it's dirty? no th- th- uh, this one is definitely more dirtier than this one this one is it- it- it's a little bit more it's for the whole Wait, family kind Cozy did you say okay. Punchline like, there's, over, the there's underwear over... game where there's the ghost and you see the underwear Oh you yes, know I this reviewed one. it actually. It's uh, besides having Christ. to try and avoid the looking at the underwear, uh, it's actually a good game. Oh, that's right. So the thing is, is that I'd forgotten that this game actually got an English localization not too long ago. I got this one when I was living in Japan in 2016, and I'd forgotten that like years later, yeah, it got an English localization. So yeah, you probably played it. So this is the list of games that Sony made official on the US PlayStation blog. Maybe they put out a release similar on the Japanese blog. It's just not getting covered by the Western media. So I would recommend Cozy if you're curious about any of those Japanese ass Japanese games to check over there. 
Like, I mean, it's okay. Over, I, I'm not going to sell my PlayStation 4, so I it's figured not as much. a big deal to me. But anyways. Like, there's over 4,000 games that are that have been released on the PS4. I doubt... I, I don't believe that Sony has tested all 4,000 of them. Like, all of the shitty... Like, and at a certain point, it's like, who cares about, like, a lot of the shitty games that come to the PlayStation Network every week? But it is still just, like... This is what I wanted to talk about. Just with, like, PlayStation and their messaging, their marketing for the PS5. It's so fucking weird and, like, two steps forward, but then three steps backwards. And I just don't understand what they're doing with it. I get it. Not a lot of people give a shit about backwards compatibility. But if you are going to have it, like, just the way that they're messaging it, the way that they're marketing it is just so weird. The fact that it has to be these, like, weird news articles and these weird blog posts on PlayStation uh, blog. Like, people have the fucking Series X, and we're getting so much coverage from it. PlayStation is fucking weirdly silent. Alex, you want to hear something fun? Sure. I just tried to follow the daisy chain from this article that we're reading from from uh, from Polygon, and everyone go give it a click. Um, I followed the daisy chain to the blog oh post about PS4 backwards compatibility, followed that to the link of the FAQ about backwards compatibility, and it sent me to PlayStation's 404 page, which, Cozy, if you could bring that up, is... Uh, wonderful and terrible all at the same time it's what? i love it can you, can, you just, can you just provide me yeah. with the, hold on a second yeah it's in it's in the discord but um okay. for those those pot uh for those audio listeners it is a picture uh, of metal uh, snake for metal gear solid 4 yelling snake and then it's a 404 page um sorry wow. it looks like the game over the page you're looking for yeah it's basically just telling you like link not found um yeah yeah that's fucking stupid um like what the fuck sony did you guys like this is like sort of tangentially related like did you guys see the fucking burger king thing on twitter where that was probably the ps5 startup sound it It is the ps5 startup sound we've heard that in private previous presentations got it and the fact that we the but just the fact that like I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be new for a lot of people. It was new for me, at least, of, like, that was the first time I heard it because Sony's marketing has been You really, think really it is, but you watched those those presentations. You you heard it, and I just don't think you realized you heard it. But the fact that That's that, exactly what I mean, though. Yeah, no, the fact that that turned into the internet going crazy thinking that Burger King was, for some reason, going to reveal the UI of the PS5 just shows us exactly. how information-deprived we have been about but, yeah. this console. The fact that there are so many influencers that have Series Xs right now and they are showing it off. They're showing all of the cool UI stuff. They're showing the quick resume features. Just, like, I get it. PlayStation is the market king right now. They are, they're leading. They're, like, they're projected to, I mean, that's, you know, the next news story. They're projected to be selling more than the Series X. But, like, this is how the fucking mindshare changed between the 360 to the PS4. Like, it's things like this. It's Sony not giving a shit and not trying that's going to make this change. And I feel like that's what we're getting at right now. I feel like that's what we're going towards. I made a tweet a couple days ago just saying, like, I'm genuinely more excited about my Series X than I am for my PS5. And it's just because I know more about my Series X than I am for so, my PS5. Um, yep. I, I don't necessarily agree. I was watching um, a Digital Foundry video today, um, and they were talking about the PS5 teardown that was released uh, last week. Um, and one of the points he brought up was that every single piece of information that Sony does drop is like extreme hype right now when they drop it and it gets instant yep. reactions and it takes over every single piece. Um, 
like in terms of, and Alex, you weren't on the episode last week um, because we were talking about them being in the mm-hmm. influencers hands last week. Um, like, they don't need to put them in influencer stands. Now, number one, I think Game Informer has one. I think people do have have them because Game Informer has been capturing Miles Morales gameplay from the PS5 and talking about how it runs. I think mm-hmm. people have them. They're just yeah. not allowed to talk about them yet, but we'll find out in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, so, so I I do actually think they're in the wild. Otherwise, Game Informer couldn't be providing the articles they're providing right now. Um, but the PS5s have already sold through completely. There is no, like, they don't need to try and sell these units. They're sold. Every single PS5 is sold right now, probably till uh, yep. early next year. And I get from a, like, I'd love to see the UI. I'd love to see more. I do appreciate that when we get these, um, like, morsels and nuggets for the PlayStation blog. Like, I'm checking the PlayStation blog every day to see what Sony's dropped. But they're periodically dropping these articles, like, once or twice a week on the PlayStation blog about what's next or what's coming. Um, and, th- like, the, at the end of the day, like, both Xbox and PlayStation don't need to sell a single console because every console sold. I mean, that's the thing is influencers have the Xbox. Uh, News outlets have the Xbox. None of our news stories this week were about the Xbox. So it's, it's sort of like a quantity over like this, this artificial scarcity to the news, unfortunately is driving the conversation towards Sony when that drops, even though it is, oh, here's the list of games that won't work as opposed to here's what Quick Resume looks like on the Xbox, which is amazing. So it's it's just strange. But I think with that, we can wrap up this weekly news dump and move into read slash watch all the things. So as we talked about... Uh, I just want to say, Mitch, we originally had a news story on the docket about discussing future updates for Marvel's Avengers. It, it took an incredible amount of self-control to skip over those news <laughs> stories, and I just want to commend you for that. If anyone wants to talk to me about Marvel's Avengers, you can come hang out at twitch.tv slash George, where I play that game a lot and talk about it nonstop. In read slash watch all the things, uh, Minecraft Steve and Smash Brother has a victory pose that looks like he's holding his... Pork chop? Steak. Neat. Uh, coming yeah, to us no, from VG247's Sharif Syed. Yeah, it looks like he's got his phallus out and it needs to be patched and probably will no, be at some point. No, that's that. obviously a pork chop. Free the meat. Like, how do you not see pork chop there? Yeah. Disgusting. Dirty-minded. Next, today, we got the drop of the movie trailer for the Monster Hunter film, and it looks as bad as you would expect it to. And that's all I'm going it's to say It's from the guy that. who does Resident Evil, right? Oh. Yul Brenner? Yep. Is that yep. right? His wife, his wife needed, his wife needed a fucking another, um, another paycheck. We have no deals this week because we were all too busy spending money on Amazon when we probably shouldn't have been. So we can move into this week's topic of the show. Uh, I do want to say quickly, you know, if the plot of this movie is that Mila Jojo, whatever the hell her name is, yeah, and her band of military buddies head into this alternate dimension. Within the first ten minutes, they try to use their RPGs and military guns on the monsters. They prove ineffective, and then they have to learn from the locals how to use their big ass swords to defeat the monsters. That would be a, a, a cliche plot, make no mistake, but I feel a plot that would be respectful of, you know, the Monster Hunter universe. The fact that it seems like they're going to be fighting with their Gatling guns at full time makes this not super interesting. It, it's um, going to be really fucking bad. We should bad consider this for a movie night. I, I, we will I, 100% maybe. figure out a way to watch this as a group, but in the meantime, we can move on. No, I've heard there's going to be Palicos in that. and That's that right. It's going to be the best movie ever. And yeah. Apparently, the, the, third, 
<laughs> okay, you can go. I've on. tried to transition away from this damn movie trailer three times now. It. We're it moving on. Really I'm good. sorry. It doesn't. It looks terrible. We're moving on. It's raining deals. There are none. We were too busy on Amazon. So we can move on to the topic of the show. Are sure. we okay with that? Woo! Wait, hold on. Thank Do we God. want to see the see the Rathalos? Oh, I want to see Rathalos. Jesus fucking Christ. This hold week's topic Let's of the, the show. Rathalos. Show me your Rathalos. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. I'm right there with you, man. Oh. I work with children. Oh. Oh. I'm right there with you. Fuck this you. This is so good. Oh. The CG actually looks okay. I don't understand how anybody's saying this looks bad. This looks awesome. This is like snakes on All a right, plane level yeah. good. <laughs> That's not a compliment. Yes, snakes on a plane is the best B movie that ever was made because they went out to make a great B movie and they did that. Just so you know, the answer to the greatest B-movie ever made is Sharknado, and we can move on to this week's topic the of the show. The best B-movie ever made was B-movie. All right, All right, move on. So, Starring Jerry Seinfeld. So this weeks week's ago, topic of the show is going to be another game of Rankum, and this one comes from the twisted mind of one Alexander Cozy Cozina. Yeah. And that based on the news we got a couple of weeks ago of Peter Parker's face getting mashed up into a new actor in the remaster of Spider-Man on the PlayStation 5, we That's are going correct. to rank the quote-unquote best video game character redesigns. I don't care if the yeah. game has come out or not, if the game is good or not, if it's a design from a movie versus a game, I don't care. Throw it at me. We'll rank Fine. them on this list. The way this game works is each round in round one, they'll give me a game. I'll put it on the list. Round two, they'll have to argue why one of their games is better than another, or one of their characters is better than another character on the list. And at my discretion, I will move stuff around. In the third round, it's a wild card round. I got asked to host this five minutes before the show, so it's going to be nuts. With that being said, this. Alex, I want your first character. Go. All right. My first character is the one, the only. So, wait. You, so, I just want to preface very, very quickly. You said uh -huh. that we can choose characters from movie to game redesign you can choose movie to game, game to movie, then, game that I'm isn't out yet, game that came out four years what if ago. It's I don't not, care. What if, what if the redesign's not from a, a video game to video game? I, I would say just say it, and then we'll determine. All right, or I'm not choosing Johnny Silverhand from Cyberpunk 2020 to Johnny Silverhand and jo uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Making any character Keanu Reeves is a great redesign. That's all I need. It's going at number one as Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I was gonna post right, a picture. Game's in the, over. Thanks for uh, watching. I'm Thanks gonna post a, Yeah, I was gonna post a picture in the the chat of um, of Johnny Silverhand. You can post and, it, uh, but Silverhand. posting it might, you know, make me go from wanting to see Keanu Reeves at the top of the list to not. So that's at your discretion to do. AJ, I need your that first character. Cyber, that is in the right, Discord. That first... is Johnny Silverhand from 2020. Yeah, Johnny Silverhand looks pretty good. My first character. Um, I thought long and hard about this. Um, it came out as controversial, but ended up Fuck. becoming probably one of the most beloved changes uh, in video game history, and it it has aged super well over time. And I'm I'm, I'm specifically talking about uh, Fuck you, Link in The Wind Waker, going from the realistic look to the cartoony look. At first, teenage me was just like, "Ew, cartoons! I want to be a grown-up." But over time, I've become more and more appreciative of the timeless look and how it—it's it, still gorgeous to this day. In in the everything in the Wind Waker. So, 
I'm specifically choosing Link. That was number from one on my list. As. Ah, the fuck you was was because of that. Because okay. he stole it from him. And guess what? It was number one on my list, too, which is why Link from Wind Waker is going at number one on this list. Hell yeah. Very nice. For now. Very nice. Uh, Cozy, I need your first pick. Uh, all right. So we've talked about, you know, a handsome, dashing young man in Keanu Reeves. We've talked about a, a handsome, dashing, even younger man in Link. Let's move away from the men. Let's talk about the apes. Let's talk about the king of the apes, Donkey Kong. Specifically, Donkey Kong's redesign in Donkey Kong Country. The original DK, if you've ever seen images of him, just looks like an oaf with way too much hair. He looks like Bill Clinton during his college days, or like a miscast version of the dude from The Big Lebowski. The revamped DK is like, he's like the gorilla version of Elvis. He's just oozing with slickness and sex appeal. His eyes look fierce, like an apex predator surveying his domain, looking for the ripest prey or the, just the juiciest banana. In fact, it was actually revealed... <laughs> In an interview on She Says' his channel, uh, She Says is a guy that does the boundary break videos, that basically Rare took the eyes that they had previously used for the Battletoads, and they basically just stuck them on their redesigned Donkey Kong to give him his new look. And I mean, I think that if there's anything that we can all agree on, it's that no other video game characters are harder than the Battletoads. So I have two things to say here. One, Cozy, it feels like you put a lot of work into this, and I appreciate that. Like I Two, said, it I sounded like you were talking about the fact you want to fuck a monkey and it was giving you fuck me eyes. And for that reason, DK is going at number three on this list. <laughs> I mean, he's still getting me two points, so that's fine. Yes, for, for those now. who don't know, the points break down like this. Uh, spots six through ten are worth one point. Two through five are worth two. And the top spot is worth three points at the end of this. All right, Nathan. Okay. Last but not least, in this first go-around, what do you uh, got for me? The first one was taken, so I'm going to go with Dante from DMC. Um, Dante got a great redesign that people hate for some reason, but I really liked Emo Dante, and I thought that game was awesome. Um, he just it, like It was a completely different take on the character. It was a new direction that the series needed. Uh, the game was developed by Platinum and was awesome, and I thought it was a great... It wasn't was developed it Platinum? by Platinum. No, it wasn't. No, was, I was going to give you the number uh, one spot until you got the developer wrong. Oh, Ninja, Ninja Theory. Theory. Sorry, it was Ninja, Ninja Theory. Theory. My apologies. But it was Ninja Theory. Um, but it's an excellent, excellent game. Um, and it's uh, the, the redesign was awesome. Um, and it's one of the most come from out of nowhere. And then they decided to completely go back to the old version with a, a Devil May Cry 5 um, after they had this neat redesign. So that was disappointing. So I was I was legitimately going to give you the number one spot there, but then you forgot Ninja Theory made this, and Ninja Theory makes great games. And for that reason, Dante from DMC is going at number two below Wind right. Waker. All right. So I need another pick from you, Alex. Okay. So uh, I'm going to choose a game that has actually been released. Um, you take one of the most iconic characters in all of games he revolutionized first person shooters and then you how do you up how do you update that to the modern day you fucking you 
you know you take all of the modern sensibilities in his design but then you keep the you keep the personality and everything of what that made that guy special i'm talking about doom guy or the doom slayer he's fucking awesome canonically he's the same character from the original dooms he looks incredible he and especially in doom eternal where they kind of go a little bit more like with his uh giant ass biceps being exposed they go a little bit like they kind of make reference to uh the original games in his design with like his biceps being exposed and he's kind of giant for no discernible reason and he's awesome and incredible and he's just a it's a way to translate a character into with modern day sensibilities while still keeping what made doom guy special and iconic i agree with everything you said except one thing in that doom guy is still just doom guy and there's not much to that character other than the fact they made him look a little different doesn't add any substance doesn't add much to it in that respect and for that reason but i think it will place above donkey kong so it'll go in at number four (laughs) below keanu reeves fair enough aj next pick all right um my next pick is a, a game that we all played uh this year um the last of us part two um you know they, they brought the game to a, a new game to a new console and they had to update some things they even went outside of the the remastered original um and specifically, Cozy, I'm going to post this in the chat so you can pull it up. Okay. Um, I'm talking about Ellie's subtle design change from the PS3 original Last of Us to the flashback scenes in The Last of Us Part Two, where she is the same age. Um, it they they got rid of the the original. Um, you can say look, Ellen look Page alike. lookalike. Yeah, the uh, the Ellen Page lookalike there, and added in a a bit more Ashley Johnson, who is the voice actress for for her. Um, and and personally, uh, I just think they they did such a good job, like to the point where when playing The Last of Us Two immediately after The Last of Us One, I didn't notice it, and it's only when you see it side by side that you notice that there is a difference at all. And I think they did a really good job making her more realistic, more believable, and more like the actress who actually plays her. I actually really like that argument. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think that was where you were going to go with it in terms of it just being a little more of Ashley Johnson coming through the character. And I think Ashley Johnson did a phenomenal job. So Ellie's going to go in at number two above Dante, but below Link. Cozy, I need your next pick. All right. Give me a second here. Oh, no. No, this one's... uh, Don't worry about this one. Uh, You keep saying that, and I keep not being sure. No, I want to talk about uh, Pauline from Super Mario Odyssey. So, you know, Pauline, who originally was known as just the lady in the original Donkey Kong arcade game, was very much a character of her era she had like an overly simplistic design and when she made a return in super mario land on the game boy her design was updated somewhat but again still very much a design of her era and i feel like her updated design for super mario odyssey where she's the mayor and songstress of new donk city was just a really 
like nice evolution of her prior design one that you know paid respect to what she previously looked like but made her look and feel like a modern a slick video game character There you go. I, I, there are no sexual expletives. There are no weird <laughs> banana references. Are you happy? I am happy that you did not talk about wanting to have sex with a banana. So for that reason, I'll put uh, Pauline at number two, just above Ellie, but below Link. You really All like right. that number two spot specifically. Yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, Nathan, I need your um, next pick. Which one do I go with? Um, so let's go with a character that has appeared in pretty much every Tekken and Soul Calibur game, um, and that's Yoshimitsu. Uh, Yoshi, Yoshimitsu um, has been in every mainline Soul Calibur game and Tekken game, and in every single game has a, dr- a drastic redesign. Um, it's the same character, even though they're, they're separate linear, um, like com- two completely different timelines. And it's the, like the... Uh, throw vibe throughout them but like in the latest uh in tekken 7 he's like this weird alien creature that's got tentacles coming out of the back of him in this lovecraftian um type visuals um and there's no more re- like no character has been redesigned more than him just with reckless abandon every time they do a new tekken or a new um or a new soul caliber they're looking for a new way to make him look even crazier so um yeah yoshimitsu I'm going to say two things. The first, I don't like Tekken and had not was not aware of this character until you just said its name. Okay. Okay. So secondly, Soul Calibur? Uh, I have played them in passing, but nothing that really stuck in my memory. Uh, but secondly, in Tekken 6, Yoshimitsu had an alternate outfit where he used cardboard tubes in place of swords. And in Tekken 7, he has an alternate costume that is him with a shark for a head, including a tail. So for that reason, Yoshimitsu is going to go at number one above everything. That was not. This is, this is wild. I mean, it's a combo breaker. At least he didn't say number two. Exactly. Yeah. He took what I said to heart. Yeah. So this is what happens, Alex. Your number one. Uh, I, I wanted to be sure, by the way, that I got the right Yoshimitsu. So I wasn't able to pull up his image right away. It's all good. Uh, okay, so we're going to go into the last round, but I'm going to mix things up a little bit. We're going to reverse the order. So, Nathan, I'm going to need another pick uh, right now. Right now. Oh, uh, okay, right so now. we're going to go with... Um, this is less of a character redesign and more of um, a character refining, but I think it's an important character refining for what we saw for the rest of the series. Um, Super Mario Brothers. In the first game, he wore a brown shirt, and in every other subsequent version of Super Mario, we saw him in the blue shirt. Um, And I think that uh, tweaked the look for what Mario became for the future and really defined that character in every single image we see Mario in. I'm just going to leave it at that. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah, it kind of does. The problem is when that change was made, there wasn't a lot of context to the character. So it it wasn't like a full-blown character redesign as it was them deciding that red looked or blue looked better in sprite work than brown. So it's not a huge thing, at least to me personally, but it'll come in above Keanu Reeves at number six. All righty. All righty. 
So next I'm going to need I'm trying to remember the order I did things in. I think it's cozy. Next. Cozy? Yeah. Cozy, you're up. Uh all right. So the thing about video game characters is that, you know, they take many shapes and forms. <laughs> and I think that something we would all agree is that oftentimes when it comes to video game consoles, we tend to anthropomorphize them. We tend to regard them in human-like terms sometimes and view them as being more than processor units. The same was very much true of Nintendo's line of handheld devices in the early 2000s, uh, the Game Boy and eventually its successor, the Game Boy Advance. Now, the original Game Boy Advance was itself a solid enough console, but I'm going to posit that the much superior Game Boy Advance was the Game Boy Advance SP, which is my entry this time around. The Game Boy Advance SP, you talk about video game redesigns, we need to talk about the Video Game Advance SP. This thing introduced a sleek as hell clamshell design that still to this day feels very good, even though clamshell designs by and large, with the exception of laptops, have been phased out of the tech industry. And it introduced a backlit screen, which allowed you to see your games with just such glorious precision it was unlike anything that you had seen before the game boy advance sp is a video game redesign like no other did you really think that this was going to get on the list it's going to get on the list but he's not going to like what i say about it uh game boy micro is better than game boy advance sp so the sp is going at number 10 wow the game boy the game boy advance sp like nobody actually has that console it's not a it's not a video game, though. It didn't give me enough to upgrade, so I didn't. I have one upstairs. That silver clamshell is <laughs> sexy, and it is the best version of the Game Boy. But um, it's not nope. a not micro. A video game, the micro though. too small to play. More partial to the original. No, the micro's a, yeah. The micro's gonna, great for the novelty. One. It's not a video game, though. It's, well, then, but it's that a console. But that's he. he like you're he, liking he, it just for the novelty point. of it. It's functionality. Cozy's argument was Cozy, good. you made your point. I took it in. I let it get a. I put it on the list in the spot that I felt it deserved because the micro is better than the SP. It was a good try. A different host might have put it higher on the list, but you told me last minute that I was hosting this, so I'm putting it at the bottom. All right. <laughs> AJ, next game. Go. Your character. All right. Um, okay. All right, so... great. AJ's going to argue for the Game Boy Micro, and it's going to get at number two. <laughs> Wow. That's the spot I like, apparently. In my mind. Amazing. No. Um, okay. Mitch, you don't like Tekken. Nope. I, I don't really like Tekken either. Cool. Right? Tekken that- redesigned a character one year that happened to be so bad it's almost good in how bad it is. And that is when they brought... Mega Man oh, yeah. into Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Now, I, I need somebody to pull up a picture of this. Uh, I'll pull uh, up a video. Oh, screen. So I'll pull up a video. Or a video or something. Don't worry. Because Don't it's, worry. it's like so bad. It, I, I Mitchell love Mitchell this as a big Mega Man a little ne- bit. Uh, Battle Network fan. Yeah, he I is. I know. It's just... My, my argument is that it's it's Well, it's, it's great. so bad. We, we also have the redesigned role in this one cutscene that's playing. Oh my so god, they re- did the yeah. original cover. They did. They they remade the original cover That's, as his character design in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. It's so That's good. Kind of funny, I'm just going to say, I'm just going yeah. to say, on my short list of characters to go on this list, Mega Man was uh-huh. on it. 
It is not this Mega Man. Network. I nope. want Mega Man to be on the list. Therefore, this is going at number 16 right at the bottom. So there's no chance that anything gets above, or there's no chance my Mega Man that I put in the third round is not going to be on the list. All right. So look, look at him, though. Look at him in game. It's, it's at the bottom. I don't care. Alex, I need your <laughs> next pick to round out the uh, okay. to round out say... round one of this game. <laughs> I remember there was a minor controversy surrounding this character where people thought that Capcom specifically put him in the game in this form to spite KG Inafune because at the time KG Inafune was talking a lot of shit about Capcom and was on the verge of leaving the company or maybe already left. But apparently KG Inafune actually like approved of Mega Man's design uh, <laughs> in the game. So who knows, honestly. Anyways, sorry, Alex. Anyway, I didn't mean no to. No worries. You. No worries. That's that's a nice little bit of history. Um, I'm gonna choose kind of the one you were waiting for, Master Chief and Halo Infinite. The reason I choose Master Chief and Halo Infinite is because, uh, you talk about iconic characters. Master Chief had an iconic look through Halo One. They changed it in Halo Two to an even more iconic look in the Mark VI armor, and then marks the and it was persistent up until halo 4 where they decided to change it he technically was still the master chief um that was at the end of halo 3 but for some reason he just looked completely different and it just seemed to not they really go it. yeah it's it's over designed it's like very complex and that was kind of the the thing that 343 was really going for with a lot of their games every single gun was over designed and the the mjolnir armor was was on top of that and you get more of it in halo 5 and the community didn't really like it all that much and this is like this is a change that you know love it or you know how divisive the changes that they add into uh-huh uh, would all these characters i need to pull up a trailer or like a video <laughs> or something i have no clue what to look up here just, look like, up just halo. google halo just infinite look up, cover art look yeah look or look up yeah halo infinite cover art look up the first trailer for halo infinite just look up something for halo infinite that has master chief in it it's not hard okay. um yeah Sorry, and yes. so it's like i, I got a little like, bamboozled no no worries no worries but just like all of the like all of the divisiveness around the halo community do you like sprint do you not like sprint do you like this do you like that as somebody who is really like in into the halo community and the discussions around it everyone agrees that the look of master chief in halo infinite looks awesome and it is great and it is a step in the positive in the right direction when we were fucking when we had nothing for two years besides the fact that master chief looked like master chief there was excitement about halo infinite because of that news alone and that was the only thing we had to go off of and it's in a lot of ways still the only thing we have to go off of halo master chief looks halo great five looked like they were trying to fit master chief into warframe yeah he he looked like a power ranger in the worst yeah. possible way like he looked like the power ranger from the movie like the the one that came out a couple of years ago and not like not master chief and now he looks like master chief. i like that movie as its own thing but it's not necessarily the power rangers I also really like that movie, and you had a good argument going. Do you like the design you, of the? Do I you actually like the do like the design them? of the movie suits. But oh, but do you like it over the original yes. Power Rangers? Though, would you prefer yes. those over in the original Power Rangers? In 2020, I would prefer that over the original Power Rangers, just for the fact that I like the original outfits because they're nostalgic and iconic. But in 2020, that design does not work. Those movie suits were okay. bad. All right. 
And just right. because of that, I, I was just gonna don't do, think that. I just don't think. I just don't think that fits in Halo, personally. I was gonna do a nice thing of like letting you try to figure out where it goes on the list, whatever. But no, because you because you besmirched the yeah, yeah, good yeah. name. All right, just give it. Just put it at Saban's fucking number ten or whatever. Rangers. I don't give I'm a shit. Put just put spot. it on the fucking bottom of the list. I don't care. I'll put it in the spot that I want to put it at, and it's not the bottom. It's going in at number four. Okay. That's fine. This game fucking sucks. So sorry. I'm stuck s- complaining. I'm, I'm just. I'm just fucking. I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Halo. You know what? Number four is not bad. Honestly, I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna go lower than that. Honestly, so I'm actually kind of happy with that. You're welcome. I knew you needed <sighs> Halos on the goddamn list. Okay, as it stands, ten through one, we've got Donkey Kong really and Donkey Kong there. Country. Hold on a sec. Let me Doom pull guy up. from Doom. And number eight, we have Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk 2077. And number seven, we have Mario in the game that they changed Mario. Number six, you have Dante from DMC. At five, Ellie from The Last of Us Part Two. At number four, you have Halo from Infinite. At number three, you have Pauline in Super Mario Odyssey. Number two is Wind Waker's Link. And at number one is Yoshimitsu, which is a Tekken thing, apparently. I'm kind of surprised by how not terrible I'm doing, even though I'm in last place. Cozy, I'm going to give you the first opportunity in round two. In round two, you get to argue why one of your characters deserves to be above another one on the list. And based on how good of an argument you make, giving the other person a chance to rebute, I will either push everything down the list, swap the positions of those two characters, or leave it the same. So, Cozy, which of your characters <laughs> deserves to be higher than another character on the list? Uh, okay, let's think about this. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put uh, Donkey Kong above Ellie from The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Uh, let's get all the sexual stuff out of the way. Like, you know, Rare had a tough challenge going into redesigning Donkey Kong because they had to take, you know, one of the babies of Shigeru Miyamoto, the face of video games, and give him a fresh new look for a new generation. A generation that, you know, the mid-90s were a generation that was... Uh-oh, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, are you guys yeah. still there? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah. Are you? Uh, because it just said OBS is disconnecting, but it would appear that everything My is My stream okay. on Twitch is... Twitch, tell Seven. us you're still here. The stream just... Yeah, this, the stream went down. Yeah, stream went down. Oh. You can hear... Damn. Oh, well. Well, let's give it a second to make sure it's back up, and then I'll resume my argument. Okay. That's too bad. I was going in there with a lot of energy, yeah, but... There was a network. Uh, apparently, the world was trying to prevent me from doing so. All right, there. It's OBS just says reconnection successful, so hey. it should be coming back up. Yeah, yeah. It looks like looks it's like back. Good. Okay. Yep. All right. Hey, we back. Cool. Boy. I mean, hey, you know, compared to some of the disconnects we've had in the past, pretty it was mild. like pretty yeah. milk dose. Yeah. All right. Cozy, make your uh, argument as to why Donkey Kong Country deserves to be in a higher position than Ellie from The Last of Us. Okay, so, you know, going into the creation of the original Donkey Kong Country, Rare faced a great challenge. They had to take Donkey Kong, who is a character created by Shigeru Miyamoto, one of the faces of video games, and give him a fresh new look, one that would connect with the kids of the Tude-filled 90s era. And I feel like they were really successful in doing so. They took this, you know, admittedly kind of dated monkey character, and they really managed to redefine him and make him look and feel cool while still, you know retaining his apish and oafish mannerisms uh you know i i obviously have a lot of respect for ellie as a character and i think that it's neat that they tried to distinguish her from ellen page in the last of us part two but like 
ultimately, I just feel like what Rare was able to accomplish with Donkey Kong in the original Donkey Kong Country is just so much more impressive. I honestly was really not aware of the changes to Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2 until you pointed it out. Okay. With that being said, AJ, your opportunity to rebuke why Ellie deserves a higher spot on this list than Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Um, so sometimes less is more. And when you're, when, when you look at Ellie from the last of us, you know, she kind of went from this uncanny Valley to somebody who's a little bit more believable. Right. And that, they did fantastic things with the PS3 at the time, bringing it over to um, the PS4, and then add and in the flat like they left it the same, and then the flashback scenes uh, that they reworked uh, in The Last of Us Part Two, the the change, the fact that you didn't notice it means it, it it was it was effective in its subtlety, right? The the the, the freckles on her face, the eyes look um, more natural. Um, they they left the scars and defining like characteristics like like the the there's a couple moles on her one on her forehead, one under her eye, um, and and so, like I said at the beginning of that, sometimes less is more. And in this case, I think it's just the the subtle the subtle break uh, further away from the uncanny valley, and then the ability to get rid of the the old ellen page look that um ellen page didn't appreciate um and add in the ashley johnson that she actually did sort of you know she did the voice acting for i think just adds so much more to it interesting argument i i had some time to ponder during all of this and thinking mm-hmm. back Rare took quite the risk of taking what has been iconically a video game villain and turning him into the hero of the story. That redesign alone, and the fact that it feels like Sony might have done the redesign of Ellie to, you know, placate the Ellen Page lawsuit that was presumably in the works, has me wanting to switch where they are on the list, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. So Ellie is going to move from number five to number ten, and Donkey Kong will move into that number five spot rude it's Dang. it's the way the cookie crumbles and sorry this one. aj i feel like you made a, a good wrong. argument but in the end that's how the cookie crumbles you know all right uh based on that uh, i'm gonna say um aj i just did you dirty like that so i'm gonna let you make the next go at why one of your characters deserves to be higher than another on the list oh boy Okay, well, hmm. <laughs> what options do I have here? I, I only see one. <sighs> Shoot your do shot, Mega kid. Man. Do Mega Man. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, All right, you know what? AJ, I'm going to give I'm going to give you a chance here. Yeah. If you want okay. to argue for any other character that is not on this list. I will replace Mega Man with that character. If I like your argument, it'll go somewhere Just else. Else, how about that? So, anything coward. that isn't already on this list. Yes. Don't be a coward. I'll give you a right, mulligan because I did Mega Man dirty, and I love my boy Mega Man. Just not that Mega Man. 
But Mega Man is so bad, he's good. But there are better. I, I will take your I will take your offer. Um, Damn, Howard. Yep, I will take your offer. Um, listen, uh, Crash Bandicoot is a bit a bit of a beloved character, right? Correct. He went from looking like the the nice fluffy orange Bandicoot that we all know and love in his jeans and whatnot, um, and uh, through one, two, and three, and you know. That was the character. Um, similarly to uh, Halo 4 and uh, Halo uh, Infinite. 5, oh, okay. uh, they did a bit of an over-design uh, when they tried to bring uh, Crash Bandicoot uh, to Crash of the Titans, I believe the game was called. There were they a had... few of them there. Yeah, there were a few of them there. So they went from that, and they made a bad decision there. What they did with crash bandicoot 4 is they went back to the original and reimagined what crash would look like in 2020 and took took that the, the, in in a similar way that they they did the halo 4 to in halo 4 and halo 5 over designed to infinite they they took crash and and made him good and Mo and modern while still being classic crash that everybody's nostalgic for okay and where that that nostalgia driven redesign why does that deserve to be somewhere else on the list than number 16 well let's see um i think that deserves probably to be where pauline is at number three okay why um pauline is just kind of a in in many facets kind of a uh a, a, such a minor character that she went from the 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 class the the classic era kind of of the cartoon and they kind of modernized her a little bit um and it's kind of exactly what you expect um her to look like um with crash because they had the misstep they had a lot of ground to kind of make up for and nobody was really expecting crash to kind of uh be good again and just simply in terms of his design, his character design, and being redesigned back from where they went wrong, um, just adds so much not only to the story of Crash, but also like, hey, listen, they 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 actually get it. Okay, Cozy, I need you to argue for me why the fan service surrounding the reintroduction of Pauline in Super Mario Odyssey. Is a better inter or is a is better for the fans than the fan service provided via the design of Crash and Crash Four. I mean, the thing with Pauline, right, is I feel like there were even though you know her main appearances are the original Donkey Kong arcade game, Super Mario Land, and Odyssey. There were obviously a spate of you know Mario spinoffs that she appeared in between Mario Land and Mario Odyssey. And I feel like there was just a very long period of time where Nintendo was not, you know, doing its due diligence and really kind of like updating her design and, you know, making her into like a 
you know, a modern looking character that reflects these sensibilities and the changing nature of the video game industry, especially with regards to, you know, how video, uh, female video game characters out to look. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not saying that what AJ said about Crash Bandicoot is false, but I think that with Pauline, there is, uh, I mean, I think that there is almost kind of like this, like, kind of like moralistic aspect to Nintendo making sure that they redesign her character and kind of really update and get her character right for the modern era as like a female video game character. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I do like that. Um, so, um, I'm going to do something that's never happened on the show. Oh, I don't think crash deserves to be at number three. That being said, I do like crash and I want crash to be on this list. Crash is going to slot in at number five above Donkey Kong. I know this has never happened in round two, but that's just mm. the way I want to do it. So that's mm. what's happening. So Crash is in there at number Wild. five. Unprecedented. We live in unprecedented it, times. Now, Cozy, host. I know I, I threw I you. I handed over the keys to you, so you're allowed to do these kinds Cozy, of things. Cozy, I'm I sorry. Like, I, I feel like you did this to placate AJ so you won't get that angry at me. It could be that. It could also be the fact that I just wanted to do something different. Cozy, I know I've done you dirty in not knocking down Pauline, but I did knock down Donkey Kong to number six. So I'm going to give you the same option as AJ. If you want a mulligan on the Game Boy Advance SP, you can take it. Otherwise, you can argue why. Oh, no, you already argued. What am I talking about? Yeah, you already did that. Um, well, I was going to yeah. ask to be given some time to think, but whatever. No, you. Yeah. I forgot you already argued. That's my bad. Um, thank you for pointing that out, Nathan. So I'll let you go last. Alex. Alex pointed it out, too. Let's All do right. it. I'm... Alex pointed it huh? out too. I don't know. I thought no, you said something did I? too. Doesn't matter. Uh, well, I was just letting Alex, Alex go, go first. first. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stick by Master Chief because I think, and I'm going to go big or go home and try to argue against Yoshimitsu. Yoshimitsu. How do you say his name? It doesn't matter. Yoshimitsu? Yoshimitsu. Yoshimitsu. Yeah. Um, I, I said it right the second time. I would like to just very quickly preface the judge please um take this argument into account and not the last one only what i say here so, of course i am an so impartial judge you know this perfect perfect uh i i believed you would i just wanted to you know just you know just preface that so i'm googling this character right now because even on the list you write tekken i think because i honestly couldn't tell you what game this guy was from until i googled it and i'm it's looking at the designs to me I'm looking at the designs right now, and it's like, you know, every single one that is slightly different, it just looks like a slight redesign just for the next game, and there's no, there, it doesn't really feel like there's any reason or anything behind it. Where Master Chief returning to form in Halo Infinite is a big deal for the community and the story behind 343 as the developer, and them returning to form uh, to what Halo used to be, and them trying to appease both new fans, long-term fans, and really trying to make both sides happy and i think they've done it in a very decent way you know they're still with with master chief's redesign he looks like master chief and it's something that everyone loves but you still have things like you still have new additions to master chief that are really good evolutions of the character like a grapple hook which is new and that is a great new redesign of master chief and just fundamentally who like that character and changing it while still letting him be his iconic self 
Go, Nathan. Yeah, I don't even know what you can say in response to that. So just say so, whatever Cozy, you can. You, say. Uh, I don't know if this image will fit in the Twitch chat that I sent. It's rather long, but it shows the Yoshimitsu um, designs throughout history here. Uh, yeah, just give me a second. I'm trying to open like the original. I, I, I'm seeing the title. So you can, you can in speak terms to it just of to the judge. small redesigns, he goes from a polygon to like a ninja to. Um, uh, like a wasp like bug thing to eventually being like this shark creature they're not small redesigns in any way this is a completely rebooted character and not only every tekken series but in every soul caliber series they found a way to make him significantly different in his visual um he's like been in more games than like most characters can think of being with all the different variations on soul caliber and tekken um, and he's like super cool. You were right to put him at number one. Also, I just like to point out I'm repping my Tekken shirt today, the King of the Iron Fist tournament. So um, this deserves to be at number one because no character has been rebooted this many times in this many cool fashions. Plus, remember cardboard tube arms. Like and look at that. Um, look at the uh, the final version for Tekken Seven. You know when Tekken right. Eight comes out, it'll be even fucking crazier. Yep. Okay, sorry. Yep. Up, up. Okay, we're, we're, we're running long, so I'm going to try to cut these arguments short. I'm sorry if it comes off as rude, but that's just the way it's going to be. This image that you shared with us at the bottom of the Tekken 6 design says, just add more stuff, I don't know, and it, below the Tekken 7 design, it just says, fuck it. So if the designers have just the thrown out the bathwater, I think we should just throw Yoshimitsu out of the number one spot. So for that reason, the Master Chief's going to number one. And Yoshimitsu is going to number four. Wow. They the just had more stuff, I don't know, design. It reminds me of, like, Digimon uh, Mega Evolution redesigns. Like, you have Omnimon, and then you have Omnimon War Mode, and you have Omnimon Blade of Persistence Mode, and it's just, like, Omnimon with more spikes and stuff on him. Nathan, I've uh, done your character dirty. I actually don't dirty. dislike him. I just want to say, Nathan, yeah, Mitch definitely did your character dirty. So I'm going to give you him. this opportunity to argue why one of your characters deserves to be higher on um, the list. Can Go I get it. a mulligan on Mario like you gave other people? Sure. You don't get to... No explanation the way that uh, AJ yeah, gave yeah, his. Just, just change, change the character. Don't, don't need the context. Mario... Just give, give your argument so, against uh, another character. Tony Hawk in Tony Hawk uh, 1 plus 2. Um, they aged Tony Hawk up to 51, which is his correct age. And they made every single skater look like their correct ages. And in terms of a redesign, it's the most accurate know. redesign that we've ever seen in a game. I, I won't get too much into it. Okay. And why does that deserve to be higher that on the list? deserves to be higher on the list because of accuracy, because of realism. Where? Oh, where? where does um, I, need to I would know put where. it at number one. Because there is not a better... Okay. Okay redesign in history that is more accurate to what's out there and keep in mind these are coming from block people but they made they just didn't go and make them like their old like versions they made them their old like their actual ages which is super cool and no game has ever done that before if you see michael jordan in a game alex you've argued enough Alex, you've argued enough for Halo Infinite at this point. I'm not going to ask you to do it again. I'll just say I'll just say that it's a remaster of a game. You want the remastered version of it, and you want the capture of that moment in time that the Tony Hawk Pro, or Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two came out in. So you'd want younger Tony Hawk. 
I still like Nathan's argument more than he gave for Yoshimitsu, so it's actually just going to move up to number four instead of number one and push everything else down the list. I'll take it. So that's where we're at at the end of round two. We've got Doom Guy at number 10, Keanu Reeves at nine, Dante at eight, Donkey Kong at seven, Crash at six, Yoshimitsu is five, Tony Hawk at four, Pauline at three, Link in the number two slot, and Master Chief in Halo Infinite in number one. We move into round three, which is the wild card round, which is Mitch is going to give everyone a random character to talk about, and they're going to have to argue why it goes, why it deserves a spot on the list. And we're going to start with, let me look at the scores because I'm doing things on one window and it's hard. We're going to start with AJ. AJ, I need you to argue why Mega Man EXE deserves a spot on this list. <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> All right. Huh. Well... Uh, really quick, because uh, I know we're running long on time, uh, Mega Man EXE deserves to be on this list because uh, it, it took that original box art garbage and turned it into super cool, youthful, anime-looking dude, right? And at the time when that game came out, um, you know, what that anim anime was basically rising to into popularity with a more mainstream look and bringing in the video game crowd along with it and the redesign here perfectly meshed those two uh features together just put it at number one no i'm not gonna put it at number one that would be cheap i'm gonna put it at number four because i like it more than the tony hawk design so fair enough sure all right um based on that uh cozy i'm gonna need you to argue why lara croft deserves a spot on this list i'm assuming we're talking about the 2013 redesign the the we're talking about the crystal dynamics redesign versus the original ps1 polygonal um design and we'll leave it at that you know lara croft was a character that was you know in much need of a redesign her original iconic design from the early polygonal era you know was as i said iconic but she you know as one of the biggest female faces of video games she needed to you know reflect the changing shape of the industry and where characters of female designs were going and i feel like overall uh crystal dynamics was very successful in terms of you know how they reinvented her for the modern era design wise crystal dynamics is doing a great job in everything that they do right now no one would argue otherwise so the crystal dynamics version of lara croft is going to slot in at number three above pauline but below wind waker link wow i didn't i wasn't even thinking of avengers when i made that argument true story that's fine um Alex, everything I did pushed Hello. a bunch of your stuff off the list, so I'm going to give you a clear knock this one out of the park. There's no way it could not place really high on this list. Can you cool. can you just give me the importance no. of the redesign of Sora in Kingdom Hearts 2 into the no. character of Roxas? No. no. I had to try. See, All right, fine. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an actual one. I'll give you an actual one. I Why actually, is the... Sorry, go ahead, Cozy. No, I was just going to say, one of the like extras I put on in case somebody argued for one of my points is going to be Sora from Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 2. I was going to do Roxas. Like, to untangle the whole Sora-Roxas connection, we're going to need... What character am I talking about? Pikachu. Why is skinny Pikachu better than fat He's Pikachu? Not. Go. I actually like fat Pikachu way more than skinny Pikachu. It's a... <sighs> you can just not 
give me that's any a bad point. redesign I'm fine with that no okay here i'll give you a better one why why has the modernization of the design behind the tet tetronimos from tetris been good for those characters okay i can actually i can do that um can i specifically talk about tetris effect yeah 100 percent. yeah so every single new tetris game has a complete redesign and and with that redesign comes with new style and new like everything about the game has to be different besides the game itself uh, to make it worth buying and i think tetris effect does that in spades with the music with the design of all of the blocks and the completely different like every single there's completely different themes in so many of the in so many of the uh, stages of the game and it's just a wonderful experience that is one of the definitive versions of tetris that is just beautiful and it's even better in vr and i love it so much and just the fact that there's so many different versions of those blocks and they are as I iconic as ever but can still they can still be their fundamental selves but still be iconic in their new designs is great fair all right yeah the tetronomos and tetris effect are going in at number two cool uh magic number two you know what cozy <laughs> you can go suck a lemon nathan i need to give you a character and i'm just remembering that now as i think about which character i'm going to give you and i'm going to if give you, you the character of the film adaptation version of Detective Pikachu because a goddamn Pikachu will be on my goddamn okay, list. Okay, so Detective Pikachu is actually a good um, design. Uh, so they take regular Pikachu and they made him a detective and he had a cool hat and he solved crimes and there were lots of cool other Pokemon in that game. Um, he was also voiced by Ryan Reynolds in a cheeky sort of way, but not similar to Deadpool. Um, and I think this is actually the best redesign because it took what you know of Pikachu, but then they gave him a voice and a purpose. Because um, before you just said Pika Pika, and he still says that to some of the people. Wait, are you saying he didn't have um, a purpose before? Yes. It added a much needed depth to depth of yeah. character to the design so, of Pikachu. Yeah, what he's and to like, look at that Pikachu. Look how adorable it is. Plus, he's wearing a hat. And I know hats are common for Pikachus, according to Smash Brothers. Um, but I... And the games, actually. Sword and Shield right now is giving away a bunch of Pikachus oh. wearing hats. But the detective... Hats. This is actually where he is a detective wearing a detective hat. So, you don't see him actually wrestling matches in a Lucha's, luchador suit. Or Luchachu, is that what they call that one? Uh, Pikachu Libre, uh, I believe, is the canonical term for that Pikachu. Yeah, I like. Luchachu. I believe you're correct. Um, anyways, regardless, this is probably the best design, and I didn't go with this one. It was initially on my list, but because it wasn't in a game, but since you have brought it and handed it to me, this is the best redesign. Look how cute he is. He's adorable, and he's dancing he there on screen one. if you're There's watching no this question. over twitch.tv slash like... pressyyz. <laughs> I feel like I didn't do myself any favors playing this video. Hold on. I'm going to find some way worse images. <laughs> Make him number one. We're we don't throw have Detective Pete. You know what? Because Cozy, Cozy's trying to go away from that video that I like. I think it's going to come in above all of his picks in the top five. So it's going to slot in at number four above the Crystal Dynamics redesign of Lara Croft. And with that, we can wrap up this game of Rankum in fourth place because he tried to mess with my Pikachu video is Cozy with three points. Tied in second place with four points each are AJ and Nathan. And our winner, Mr. Alex Ballant, coming in with five hey. points. To recap our top ten, at number ten, you have AJ's pick of Crash Bandicoot. Number nine is Nathan's pick of Yoshimitsu from Tekken, I think. At number eight, you've got Tony Hawk from the recent remaster. At number seven, you've got AJ's pick of Mega Man EXE. You're welcome. 
At number six, Pauline from Super Mario Odyssey, which was Cozy's. At number five, you have the Crystal Dynamics, Lara Croft, also Cozy's pick, thanks to me. At number four, we have Detective Pikachu from the film, voiced by Ryan Reynolds, which was Nathan's pick from Mitch. Number three, we have Lind... Blech. I talk well. Link in Wind Waker, which was AJ's pick. And number two, you have the Tetra... Tetraminos, I'm going to say it right, in Tetris Effect. And at number one, you have Master Chief's design in the upcoming Halo Infinite. With that Got all Halo being said, number one, man, that, baby, that fucking second week in a row that Halo is ranked well on our list. Was a roller coaster. Okay. With that being said, I think we can wrap up this episode 38 of Press YYZ. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed what you listened to, be sure to check out us out on Twitch if you haven't. Rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to get your podcasts. It really does help. And follow us over on Twitter at PressYYZ where we will keep you up to date on when the show will go live and posting new episodes to podcast services and just the shenanigans we get up to. Mega Man X is better than EXE. And of course, you can find the rest of the crew over on their social medias of choice. Alex Ballant, where can people find you on the internet? I am at Twitter. Okay, there's a cat now. Okay, I am blatantly underscore Alex on Twitter. Your cat hates being on camera. Let it go. (laughs) Blatantly underscore Alex on Twitter. Uh, blatantly Alex on Instagram if you want to follow my updates while I'm filming Access Granted because there's probably going to be a lot of it. Please come check it out. Nathan, you'll follow turn. me Go. at the underscore NMAC on Twitter and check out my reviews at ps4blog.net. Cozy, where can people find you on the internet if they so choose? One day I'm going to get Jackie on camera and she's going to enjoy it. Um, Twitter. That sounded oddly uh, like demanding no i'm I'm saying in a in like a very you know consensual manner she's gonna be on camera and she's gonna be like i i don't understand why i was so adverse to this in the past you know okay okay that's all that i mean uh you can find me on twitter at alex casina and you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash because you're live still trying to raise that money to my first cooking stream i've been uh experimenting with some webcam uh stuff inside my kitchen so that i can make that stream look as slick as possible also i've adjusted my streaming times previously in the past i would start at 9 p.m and end at 1 a.m on mondays and thursdays i now am starting at 8 p.m and ending at 12 a.m on mondays and thursdays and also ending at 12 a.m when i start streaming right after this i found that a lot of people were tuning out after 12 a.m because they need to go to bed or just you know got fatigued and so i figured i'd shift things down in the hopes of getting my concurrence up always about those numbers well yeah AJ, on the internet, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me all over that there, internet. Um, at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. And myself, you can find me over on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, wherever you may find me. At Mr. Mitch George, that is M-R Mitch George. Uh, to add on to what Cozy said, I'm also developing a regular schedule over at Twitch. The plan is 8 p.m. streams on sunday and monday and a 10 o'clock stream on thursdays so please come hang out check that out that all being said after this wonderful wonderful episode of press yyz thank you for playing later take care guys